nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. I need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound, fully employed boozer. A story with no plot. But you, I mean, you're still pulling six days. Six, six days from work. That's a lot. Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, man, like, so when I was a uh, when I was a kid, I always told myself I want to do like some type of business or like a professional thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was the, my goal when I was a kid, along with like you know all the other wild stuff I wanted to do. But I told myself no matter what, I was gonna be a guy in a suit. You know? Yes. Yeah. Growing up, everybody saw the guy in the suit. They're like, oh, he's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you, like it's like a certain level of like, it's like past swagger. Like yeah, it's like they just it's have. Different. It's it's a different type of like yeah. drip per se. I don't know. Like yeah. Like, you see a guy walk in, shirt and tie, you know, nice watch. You're like, yo, what does he do? I want to be yeah. like him. That's so. a, that dude's the balls, right? Yeah, like, that's, that dude, that's the guy. That guy's <laughs> doing it, right? What are, like, have you made, like, any, like, cool investments that you're like, I'm, I'm hoping this hits? Or, like, do you do crypto, anything like that? No, actually, I jumped out of crypto right before it crashed, bro. Damn. Yeah, I was actually, so I, you know what's so wild about crypto is everyone was getting into it when it was blowing up, when it was already, like, you know, $50,000 for a, a Bitcoin. Yeah. So... I learned about crypto and I was like, oh, it'd probably be a solid investment. I still waited. I invested a little bit and then I told people, I was like, it's just like a anything else. Like it's gonna have to crash eventually. Yeah. Like it can't keep going up like this. It's not yeah. possible. And a lot of people were saying, like, no, no, it's gonna it's gonna hold. It's gonna hold. I was like, I'm telling you, it's gonna crash. Yeah, and yeah. so last year when it took that first turn, I was like, All right, this is it. I got out before that, like before it really just went to shit and it went back up a little bit, but then it just plummeted again. I was like, there it is. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, part of me wishes like I would have rode that wave a little bit and then try to, you know, try to time that like you're talking about. Yeah. But like, it's just so wavering. Like I, I didn't know anything about it. And like, even when anyone would try to like explain it to me, maybe you can do a good job of it, but like everyone that would explain it to me, it got more confusing as it went on. I was like, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. No. And they're like, I'm, in, I'm invested like hundreds, like maybe thousands of dollars. Like, you know, guys my age, it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that kind of money to just fuck around with. Like, yeah, just I can't. To toss it in the market? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, it's on a crapshoot, really. You yeah, know what I mean? It's a bad idea, man. Yeah. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 28. So you're 28. Okay. Yeah. So guys our age, right? I'm 26. So it's yeah. like, guys our age, I'm like, bro, you're not even 30 and you're just like dumping fuck tons into crypto. Dude, I just, so I work for a bank, right? Yeah, yeah. This kid came in with his mom. He was probably maybe like young 20s, bro. Maybe like 21, 22. Yeah. He blew all his money on crypto. And it was looking good for him for a while. Mm -hmm. But then it all just tanked. And so he lost all his money. But the entire time he's been messing around with crypto, you know, he's making a profit off of it. He hasn't been putting it on his taxes. Oh. So he got a note from the IRS that he owes like $13,000 back. And this but is he, after the crash. This is after the crash. This oh, was just like two weeks ago, fuck, dude. dude. This is ba- yeah, this is bad. His mom is like, yeah, I'm gonna pay it for him. I was like, bro. Yeah. And with the whole time he's standing there, like talking like all this, you know, big game, like he's a smart guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. clearly you're not smart enough to know what yeah. a tax is. Like, yeah. <laughs> mom on, came to bail your ass out, and you're still over here at, like your hot shit. Nah. No, fuck that. <laughs> I was so I was like, dude, you gotta be kidding me, man. I was like, I would have. Like, literally in the back of my head, I was like, if this was my child, I probably would have, like, grounded you one. Like, dude, don't yeah. even leave your room. At like, 21 years old, yeah. I'm grounding you first off. And the second <laughs> off, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm keeping you, like, Rapunzel in this fucking house. Like, you yeah. stay here. 
Like, oh give my me your God. phone, all of that, man. Like, why would you do this? Like, how do you not know to pay taxes was my thing. I was like, come on, yeah. man. Like, I get it. They don't teach taxes in school. But at the same time, we know we have to pay You them. know it's there. You know you have to pay them. <laughs> it's, it's so accessible, too, right? Like, you can do it online. There's, like, tons of people that can't. But, like, yeah. dude, 13 grand is not a... That's right. not a small amount to, like, Dude, owe to the IRS. We all felt bad for the mom because she told us she pulled from one of her CDs mm. for it. And then she also had to uh, pull from her retirement pension. I was like, oh, dude, that's, dude, you can't do that to your mom, man. No. You can't. Ah. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you can't do that to your mom. You can't do that to your dad. But, like, mom? Mom? Like, yeah. No, dude. Like, Holy bro. shit. My mom would have hit me. She would have been so pissed. <laughs> like, I can only imagine. Yeah. Like, yeah. my mom wouldn't go for that. Oh, yeah. you, you owe thirteen thousand. She would have let me go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make dude. that butt work, son. That's it. <laughs> tell She's me like, about sorry. your. Tell me about your mom. Is like, you, was your mom like strict growing up? Was your mom like? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell everybody I was a sheltered kid. It was it was interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know I was a sheltered kid until I realized I was a sheltered kid. Yeah, you know what so, I mean, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? Like, yeah. you get out in the real world, you're like, oh shit, like. Yeah. It wasn't probably until we moved to Albuquerque I realized how sheltered we were. Yeah. Because in Illinois, so Albuquerque is a pretty, like, bad place. Like, stuff happens here, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm not going to deny it. Like, our, was our homicide rate has been going up, like, every year. Yeah. You we got to get a rep up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> People start talking about the 505. Yeah, man, I don't want to go there. They're yeah. badass. I was about to say, yeah, dude. I was like, you're sitting here saying that, like, we're not as bad. It's like, oh, we're getting our cred up a yeah, little bit. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Albuquerque, actually, I think that's funny. When, dude, I was in New York. And some kids from fucking Ohio. Yeah. I was like, it was when uh, Rolling Loud happened. Like, the what? Rolling Loud, the oh, fest- okay. music festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the train back to the hotel, and there's these kids from Ohio, a bunch of like white kids. They look pretty young, like maybe young college age or maybe like older high school kids. But yeah. I was just like, whatever. And they're like, oh man, where are you guys from? You seem cool. I was like, Albuquerque, New Mexico. They're like, you're from Albuquerque? They were so amazed, bro. They were just like, like for real, like yeah. Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was like, yes, bro, Albuquerque, New Mexico. What was, what was like the amazement? Do you know? Like, no, not at all. To this the, day, I don't know why they. They were like, we've fascinated. always wanted to go. I was like, why? Like, uh, I didn't, I didn't say why, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. I was like in my head, like for Balloon Fiesta. Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah, up? yeah. Like, what do you guys want to come here for? I like, I hate because I'm not. Uh, I'm from Farmington, New Mexico. So mm-hmm. like, you know, just moved here, whatever. Like, the. I hate when people are like, oh, like, do you watch Breaking Bad? It's like, that's all people know about Albuquerque is Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, like, that's it, I guess. Or like, yeah, like you said, Bloom Fiesta. Like, I don't know what the the affinity is for, you know? I just started Breaking Bad. I'm not going to lie. It's a good show. But like, for the longest, I didn't care for the hype. I was like, it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm I'm real bad about like when people tell me I have to watch something. Bro, you have to watch. You have. I'm like, I don't. I've made it this far. Like, I don't have to do any of that. Well, what always gets me is people hype up their favorite shows, not realizing everybody's got a difference in like what they actually like, you know? Yeah. So people be like, you'll love this show. And then I watch it and it's like, no, I'm. I'm not into this, man. Like, what yeah. makes you think I would, I'd care for this show? Like, uh, what is it, Yellowstone? Yeah. Oh, I, don't ca- I don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, why am I watching this? Like, uh, I have no desire. Or, like, uh, have you heard of The Ranch? It's no. on Netflix. It's kind of funny, but, like, my roommates are into it. They love Yellowstone as well, right? Yeah. Like, but it's, like, The Ranch is just, like, a comedy of Yellowstone. That's all it is. <laughs> but it's, like, I'm, like, dude, it's depressing. Like, yeah. that type of life just sounds awful. Like, they make it look glamorous, but it's like, for, like, and this is gonna come off shitty, but it's like, first off, I don't know Native American that uh, women that look like that, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
like, bro. damn, they're hot as fuck. And it's like, and I know not all those guys look like that. I know they're missing some teeth. So fuck that. Like, Facts, bro. But like, uh, they just glamorize that shit. And I'm like, no, that shit has to fucking suck, dude. Oh, yeah, it's got to. I always feel so bad because you're right, bro. I don't know any like super fine natives like at all. I've met them. I've I, met them. But you have, they have what, like eight characters on the entire show and all of them are hot. Like, yeah. All of them? Come on. There, there's no part in America that they're all hot. Unless you're in, like, you know, on the beach in, like, Miami or L.A. maybe. I don't yeah. know. But all all of them are working up in – I don't even know where Yellowstone is. That's bad. But it's, like, all of them are hot? Right. And no you're way. just sitting there thinking to yourself, like, they don't look like this in New Mexico. No. Like, there's no way. I got to move to Yellowstone. Apparently, that's where all the fine natives yeah, are. Yeah, I, no. I was around the wrong reservation, bro. And I'm right. not saying that, like, I'm attractive or anything like that. I'm just saying – no, they're not all that hot. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, that's like... a fact, dude. I'm personally an ass man, and one thing I've noticed, no natives have, like, an ass. No, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's never like, damn, look at that ass. Like, bro. they'll have, like, tits, maybe a cute face, but yeah. never have ass, bro. It's, it, is a, it is a real thing. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, which I have Native American blood in me. I've had to work for what I consider an ass, and it's like, <laughs> dude, it's true, though. Like, I don't know what it is, like, historically, why, but they just don't. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know the evolution behind it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where did you you're from Illinois? Yeah. What part of Illinois? Decatur, Illinois. Decatur, okay. I, mm-hmm. I acted like I knew the geography of Illinois. Where's where's that at? It's all right. It's uh yeah. it's what? No no not I wanna say north. It's east of Springfield, south of Chicago. We're like okay. we're considered like southern central Illinois. Okay. Yeah. I had family that lived out in Naperville. And I don't okay. know where yeah. that is in relation or any of that. But. Yeah, it's uh it's a, it's basically by Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That what was the reason for moving here? Like when did you move here? So basically when I was I just turned fourteen. It was like towards the end of the school year. Our bro, craziest story ever. So first of all, it starts in a church. <laughs> Love that. So we used to play basketball at our church all the time on Wednesday nights, right? It was the one thing, like I said, I, I had a sheltered life. Like, my mom kept us very, like, away from everything. So we would go. That was, like, our one time really out the week we could actually get out the house. So we would go. We would play. And this one Wednesday, dude, these guys showed up. They were some little, like, skinhead gang. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even think much of it. I'm only 14, not really dealing with, like, racism yet. You know what sure. I mean? Like, at least not to that extent. Sure. So I'm on the sideline. My brothers are playing. And all of a sudden, like, you know, basketball, they get to John, whatever. But the dude just stops and he calls my brother a nigga. And he was like, hey, don't ever call me no nigga, bro. I'll beat your ass right here. Like, flat out. Yeah. Like, you ever meet my brother? 6'4", like 220, 230. Yeah. Big dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Stocky. Yeah. He's not yeah. afraid of anybody. He doesn't care who you are. Yeah. So the dude's like, you ain't beating shit. And he was like, keep calling me a nigga and see what happens. So he said it again. So they squared up, like, literally, like, middle of the court. Like, yeah. right at half court. Yeah. Pastor's, like, standing in front of my brother, like, hey, calm down, calm down. Like, no, nah, it's not not all that. My other brother walks up, was like, yo, you need to chill out. Told the dude straight up, like, chill out. And dude was like, fuck you, too. Yeah. So my brother was like, nah, fuck you. And he swung on my brother. My brother, however, fastest one out of all of us, ducks and just starts punching him in the face. Like, Damn. it's like, I'm talking quick hands. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like I said, I'm 14. They're all doing their thing, bro, just fighting. And I'm just like watching, like you know, I'm not gonna jump in because in the back of my head, I was like, I'm not getting my ass whipped when we go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting trouble for this. Yeah. And next thing I know, 
all his friends just like I guess they were like in the hallway. They run into the gym and so one of them's like, "Yo, they jumping him." We weren't jumping him. He was not getting. It was a one on one fight. He was just getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. It, was, it was bad for him. <laughs> like, like when I say he left, like you know when like white people they get like beat up bad. Like their whole face is red. Yeah, they yeah. bro. Like I'm talking fully red face. Yeah, yeah. You could tell he was getting beat up on. Yeah, and so like probably seven or eight of them all together that night ran in the gym, bro, and then they just jumped on us. Damn. Yeah, and from there, like you and know, you it's say just a brawl. us because like you were like a part of that. Like they jumped on you as yeah, well. Yeah. Damn. And so you crazy, were like bro. outside of it, and they still brought you into bro. That. So it's not even just they. It's not even like they just jumped on me and my brothers. Yeah. It was also these other two dudes there who were black. They jumped on them too. They just thought they were part of it. Yeah. So they just, uh, if you were black, they just jumped on you. Damn. Immediately, bro. So I'm sitting there like, bro, I'm 14 years old these dudes are all like grown men too like, yeah it's crazy like i won't say they're like not you know 30s or anything but like easily in their 20s bro sure and they're just jumping on us and we're like all right so we're fighting back whatever it ends but afterwards they like tried to follow us home they pulled out a gun my mom was like nope that's it so when you say fresh prince of bel-air bro yeah, yeah, <laughs> fresh prince of albuquerque man yeah, yeah dude send you to albuquerque it's not oh farthest thing from bel-air but still yeah the, like so when you say it like ended like what ended it like what so, luckily for us, because they probably, honestly, they probably would have just kept trying to stomp us, honestly. Because, like, they, like, one of my brothers, they had him on the ground. They had my other brother against the wall. Like, it was bad, bro. Uh, this group, like, a men's group, they were in the other room. So, the pastor ran, was like, hey, I need help. Yeah. And they were like, you know, of course, at first, they're like, what's wrong? And he's like, they're fighting. And, like, probably, I'd say it was like 15 of them came yeah. rushing in the gym. Started throwing them off of us, which is like, get out of here, get out of here. Damn. So once they got them all off of us, they had us wait. Like, we legit waited maybe, like, almost an hour before we left. We left, and we were only maybe five minutes from the church, and they still found us. Damn. Yeah. Like, it was... Like, I don't want to say they were waiting for us, but somehow it just happened to work out that way. They yeah, yeah, bumped yeah. into each other there in traffic. They know? were waiting for you guys. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. They weren't. They didn't go to 7-Eleven and, like, cool yeah. off. And they're like, you know what? We we just ran into these guys. That didn't happen. Oh, like, yeah. And then that's when the dude in the passenger seat. So when we pulled up, we were trying to ignore him because we saw him clearly. And we're like, shit, that's them. So we're looking straight ahead. Like, yeah, act yeah. like we don't notice them. Right. And then, you know, I'm fucking 14. I turned my head. I was like, yo, they see us. And so my brothers are like, all right, be cool. We start driving, they get behind us, and then we pull off of the main street onto a side street, and one of them hops out of the car, and he's, like, running to our car, and we're like, oh, shit, and as soon as he gets up there, he, like, hits the gun on the window, Mm. and we're just like, nope, pull it out, man. Yeah. So we took off from there, and then when we got home, we parked the car just because we didn't know if they might, like, find where we live in our neighborhood, so we parked our car on a different block and walked home, and then my mom was like, like, when we were telling her story, she was like, this is why we're moving. Because she had already told us she wanted to move from Illinois, but she was going to give us a choice by the end yeah. of the school year. Like, should we move? Should we not? So when you say end of school year, what what time period is this happening? Dude, this is, like, probably late April, early May. So, so it's, it's, it's right there, like, yeah. Basically, we have such a short amount of time to even make a decision. But then that happened, and she was just immediately like, everybody's coming. Yeah. Like, dude, there's no. So you finish school year and then move? Yeah damn dude yeah yeah that's a real life fresh prince of bel-air shit it was crazy so that's how we ended up here and my mom she was just like she knows people she knew people here so she moved us here because she was like it's the furthest thing like there's definitely it's not going she figured it wouldn't resemble illinois and it doesn't it doesn't look like illinois right albuquerque is just as wild you know what i mean you think so slightly yeah because at least from where i'm from i'm from decatur illinois yeah i'm a small town kid we're wild but sure 
like big city crime is like where you know people are robbing banks and like getting away with this shit actually you yeah, know? yeah yeah in illinois you rob a bank everybody knows who robbed the bank or if you shoot somebody we all know who shot somebody yeah, yeah. like it happens don't get me wrong but it's easy to catch out here they get away that's you know what insane I mean? yeah dude I was saying we were getting our rep up. Now I'm like kind of worried about it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> stressful, dude. Stop the violence, Albuquerque. That's oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. So right. like, how old were your brothers at that time? You were 14. I'm 14. My next brother, 16. Brother after him just turned, uh, nah, he was going to be 18 the next year. So 17. And then my other brother was 20 now. No, 19 now. So there's four of you guys. Yeah. Damn. And you're, like, being followed around by, like, eight dudes. Yeah. Well, so in their car? Nah, it was only probably, like, five of them at most, I want to say. But, yeah, we're being followed by them. But what scared us was just they had a gun. We were like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's like, the trump card right there, right? Yeah, because, you know, we're not not of that age. We don't carry guns and stuff. We were just raised different, like, yeah, just wasn't in us. Yeah. Like, I was about to say, especially if you guys are like trying to de-escalate the situation, you're just like, "Hey, man, like we're we're just playing basketball." Like that's a wild thing too, dude. It's like, one, it sucks that like dudes are flat out racist, right? Yeah. But two, it's like the fact that like grown men get so heated over sports is insane to me, bro. Like it's so mad. This past <laughs> NFL season, did you see yeah. all those fights, bro? Uh-uh. It was like almost every week somebody was fighting at an NFL game. It was oh, oh, at every, the games. Yeah, like, yeah. it was going crazy, dude. Like, you would see legit, like, whole fan sections just jumping on one person. You're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> dude, The what, what's your favorite team? I'm a Bears fan. Oh, dude, sorry. Okay, but it makes sense, right? <laughs> like, so you're, but you're, like, Illinois, like, being a Bears fan, that makes sense. But um, I was about to say, the only worst one in my mind, and, like, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, so, like, obviously not great either. But the Washington football team just – I, I, like, feel legitimately bad for those fans. Like, the stadium's falling apart. The owner doesn't care. Like, they just became the Commanders, which I don't know that you could have a worse name other than the Guardians. The Guardians are, are trying to make a worse name. They're, they're having a run for who can have a <laughs> shittier name. Honestly. But, but the Commanders, like, that's so fucking bad. It's trash. And then I was even talking to someone. I guess it doesn't even go along with their fight song. Like, they have a fight song, and Commanders, I guess, is too long of a word Dude. to, like kind of tie it together think think of like just cheers right it's like let's go command it's like too many syllables you're yeah. just like it's fuck going dude. On, bro. yeah or they or they just or they just say commies like that's and that's not good either not, <laughs> a, not in this fucking climate no. <laughs> <laughs> dude coming from the redskins and now they're gonna be the commies it's like oh dude you're just oh, burying man. yourselves right you're right though i do feel bad for that fan base because even when they had a good quarterback he got injured for like what three four years five years it felt like yeah yeah he was like on the sideline forever yeah and then the one season he does play he's like yeah i'm gonna call it quits <laughs> which like <laughs> it's like i'm done are you you're talking about alex smith right yeah dude i was like shocked that he even came back to play i'm like dude you got a second chance at like playing catch with your son in the backyard like it's okay to call it quits like yeah. no one expects you to come back well i think what it was man is just he was still so young in his career you know? Yeah. Because no one, like, no one ever expects younger athletes really to take those injuries. Of course, it happens. Mm-hmm. But for him to, like, suffer all that, what, he had, they almost had to amputate his leg. Yeah. He was just going through so much. I think he just Again. wanted to try and get back out there for a little bit. And, yeah. I, and I mean, especially, right, those guys have got to be maniacally competitive. Oh, yeah. So, so you're right on that. But I'm just like, yeah, the point of, like, amputating your leg and it's like, I'm going to go back out there. It's like, no, dude, you can dunk on a six-foot rim again. Like, 
just chill at home. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, like, when they cleared him even, and, like, his family's, like, ambushing him with, like, water guns and, like, uh, you know, water balloons and all that shit. And he's, like, limping out of the house. I'm like, you're going to run away from fucking 300-pound, like, grown-ass <laughs> men. And you like, can't even don't get... Don't sack me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, his legs, like, one leg shorter than the other. He's just fucking walking in circles. I'm like, right. what are you doing, dude? Like... <laughs> Stay at home. Like, you're fucking fine. No one expects you to go back on the field. Yeah. I, I think, thought it was just shocking, but... But I think that uh, train of thought honestly played a big part in why you retired, too, probably, though. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably like, yeah, I got to call it quits. Like, yeah. There's no more. Because then he get injured again during the season? Like, his he ankle may, or something, right? He may have. And I and I think it was way less severe, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It gets more severe than having to amputate, right? But, no, I, yeah. He, he still only played... I think he finished out that season. That was it. Like, yeah. which I think, with, like... To some extent, you could say that he probably needed that mentally to get over that hurdle to just know, like, I'm okay. Like, I did it. I did my thing. Now I can call it quits. And to some extent, I understand that. But, man, I was just like, Alex Smith, call it a day, man. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, definitely, bro. Can't be limping from defensive linemen. They <laughs> yeah, are not man. taking it easy. Imagine trying to run from Aaron Donald with a limp. Oh, dude. <laughs> imagine, like, just being in the same room as Aaron Donald. Like, you just, right? like, that dude's a lethal weapon. Oh, facts. That dude is built in the lab, is oh, what, like I say. <laughs> I think so, bro. Like, everybody's always talking about how short he is. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Look how big he is. Well, and not, <laughs> and not only that, right? Like, because there's, there's plenty of dudes that look fantastic, right? They're just fucking built, look chiseled, look like a Greek god, right? Yeah. But he watches so much fucking film. Like, that dude loves the game and so it's like that's what sets him apart right he is still doing great stuff he's making sure his techniques up but like the amount of preparation he puts into games is so admirable because you're like yeah. fuck dude that dude is crushing it yeah that's almost like it's that member uh it's member yeah, <laughs> it's the, it's it's the member yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the mamba mentality <laughs> Oh Dude, man, that member mentality is that uh is like trying to check out early, no extra work, just trying to do the bare minimum. That Mamba mentality, right. that's that's <laughs> that shit that wins you a Super Bowl, bro. You know, it's so wild, bro. That's my biggest fear when I do like comedy. I'm like, man, I got like this random times where I just can't say a word, you know? Yeah. And so far, so I played rugby in college. So sometimes I'm you like, played rugby in bro, college, national champ, baby. What the fuck? Let's go. Oh my Look god. Look me up, son. Where'd you, where, where'd you go to? Where'd you bro, go? Bro, New Mexico Highlands. Oh, okay, you went to Highland. Okay. Yeah, man. So good times. Well, let's there. let's come back to that. You were talking about comedy. Stumble. We'll come back to to rugby. But uh, it always makes me laugh, man, because like, I'll like be telling a joke or something, and I'll feel myself start to stumble, and I had like no, like I have to talk very. That's why people they're like, why are you like low energy on stage? It's like if I hype myself up, I trip over so many words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like especially if it's like a big ass word, like fucking condensation or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just condensation. Dude, like, good word to fucking pull up, like, right? out of nowhere. That's a fucking... I, there's no way I pulled that out of my ass. Good good word. Continue. Right. Sorry. But like, yeah, bro. That's, like, that's the whole reason behind my, like, slow and steady technique, because I know, like, my speech isn't, like, up to par with some other comedians. So if I try mm -hmm. and talk as fast as you, I'm definitely going to trip over a word. But at least I, if I go a little slower, yeah, better control. I will say, like, when you, just from a, a you know, audience perspective... When I listen to you, I, I'm drawn in because you are like lower and slower in what you're saying. So I feel like drawn in. Whereas like some people get so loud that other people just have other conversations, especially if they're not funny, right? Yeah. But you have good timing jokes. You're like it's low and slow, and so people are like drawn in. So they're really paying attention to what you're saying. So I think it's working for you, a hundred percent. Appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you. Uh, rugby though. Rugby, dude. I got into rugby. First time I played it was in high school when I moved out here. 
a friend of mine was on our high school team. He was like, hey, man, come play. We're just doing, like, two-hand touch. Like, And where'd you go to high school? I went to Volcano Vista, dude. Oh, okay. Bro, I went from the hood to Volcano. I was hyped. Bro. Yo. Like when, <laughs> so we lived on the west side in Decatur, and it's definitely uh-huh. not anything like the west side here. Yeah. Our west side in Decatur is the east side of Albuquerque. <laughs> like, dude, bro, it's older. You isn't know what it I mean? weird that, like, the, the west side is, like, almost nicer yeah. in some areas? Like, beyond central, right? Central is just a shit show the yeah. whole way through. But it's like, some parts of the west side are nicer than the rest of albuquerque dude ventana like when i say all four years of high school i was just running around there being a little shit yeah (laughs) i'm telling you man like i saw those houses i was like yeah y'all got like all kinds of stuff going on over here i'm hanging out in this neighborhood yeah yeah like when i was in decatur like i used to make jokes about having like white friends with pools and nice houses i moved here and i was like no i got like friends with nice pools big houses like this is dope yeah dude so you so volcano had a rugby team yeah yeah okay i had no clue about that dude for a while volcano rio rancho la cueva el dorado i think highland high school or albuquerque high and like one other school they had like a little city league going oh it was city league so it wasn't like nma like uh nah, it affiliate wasn't, but nah, it, was it was like, like a, a club got it okay yeah. so they still had cool like clubs yeah it's still pretty dope yeah. Uh, right now they only have like four teams though. They basically made it so like they combined schools. Oh, that's what it was St. Pius. So they combined like I think St. Pius and Volcano Vista, Rio Rancho, and I think Rio Rancho just has their own team. La Cueva and El Dorado are one team now too, I guess. So gotcha. like, you know, kids don't really want to play club sports. They want to play actual sports for the sport. Right, right. So, so uh, they did that. But yeah, I played out here. That was the first time, man. And I was, bro, when I was a younger guy, I was fast, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that was my thing. I was really athletic, ran track, played basketball, a little bit of football, you know? So I got out there, and I was just really fast. And honestly, I was a little bit too fast for the kids in my high school team, like, even, just because I, I was already six foot, long stride, and my turnover was just ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I was doing track at the time. So it was yeah, just, yeah. So they were Doesn't like, come hurt. play. Yeah, they were like, play, play, play. I was like, not during track season, because I was like, if I get a chance at a scholarship, I got to take that, you know? Sure. But then... I went to New Mexico Highlands just to, like, get away, basically. I was like, I don't want to go to UNM, see the same people. I want to go to yeah. state, get fucking kidnapped. <laughs> like, Bro, <dude>. okay. <laughs> like, <all right. laughs> fucking, god damn it. I saw dude. the hat. I had to make oh, a joke, dude. bro. I saw I'm the fucking, hat. I had to say something. This is the fastest podcast, and I've done solo episodes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fuck, man. No, no. I it, <laughs> no but, uh, Mexico State gets that rep, but I, I understand. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> Just to put a, like, pin on that one, they definitely get that rep, but I've never actually, like, heard of, like, people being, like, kidnapped for the most part. Like, people I know, they never really tell me stories of things like that, you know what I mean? I will say that, like, it was the one school that my parents didn't want me to go to Mm because they thought, like, border town, you know, you're right there by the cartel. And then to come to find out, it doesn't even compare to Albuquerque. Like, yeah. Cruces was very safe. And honestly, El Paso is kind of safe, but we didn't even really go to El Paso. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Las Cruces had that reputation for sure, but Albuquerque is significantly more dangerous than, like, Cruces ever was, in, in my opinion. But oh, I yeah. do understand that because, like, you know, before I had never been there, like, going to college, and all of a sudden you you hear of all that stuff, and then you go down there, like, pretty preach a little town it was a college town through and through and it's a retirement community and once you realize that you're like There's nobody's going on. yeah i was about to say like yeah. so i i get it though you know no, yeah, i can see that because i went down there a few times when it was very quiet i was like this can't we couldn't even find a bar to go to like where that oh. was actually playing music and stuff we we're like there's not even a like no. a bar like that out here Mm-mm. you know so 
I think it's a, it's a pretty cool place. Shout out to Las Cruces. Hey, shout out. They're all listening, man. <laughs> right? Worldwide audience is what I always say. But Hell yeah. <laughs> but, so you went to Highland. Yeah. Went you to went Highlands. to, it's in Vegas, right? Yeah, Las Vegas. Okay. Mexico. That's the college town, bro. That's the definition. Like, yeah. literally nothing there but the college. Right. You know? So, everything that happens at that university is basically what the town, like, feeds on. You know, mm-hmm. like, football and basketball, uh, women's sports, uh, like, softball volleyball all that stuff basically is what like keeps them going you know Mm -hmm. so when we got there the rugby team was a men's club okay but that was because that's how it started it started with the uh, albuquerque club team Mm -hmm. so right before i joined they said we're gonna make the jump to collegiate because they pretty much had all college students on the team now so only a few people couldn't play anymore but they ended up replacing them with other people so i joined my sophomore year and right away, bro, first game, they're like, hey, this is for us to go to regionals. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I told yeah. him, I was like, hey, I, was like, I don't play rugby like this, man. That's yeah. a lot of pressure. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, don't worry. Just, like, be there. You'll dress out. If there's enough time, we'll get you in just so you can kind of get, like, a feel. And I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, cool. I got there, dude. And we're warm. First of all, I showed up late to the warm-up. I didn't know what time to be there. So I showed up at the time, like, basically right before the game started, right? And they're all oh, on the field. Dude. AJ, what are you doing? I was like, What do you? What mean? are you got? What are yeah, y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Huh? <laughs> you know, I'm like lost. I was like, We warm up. Like, I thought we were just gonna go play, man. Yeah, yeah. And so they're all stretched out and everything. They're running through plays and stuff. And I'm over here. They're like, Just do a couple laps. Come get in the uh, warm up lines. I was like, All right, bet. So I do that. Hop in the line. I don't play the entire game, but it's just wild, bro. Because it was only like we lost 14 to zero, but mm-hmm. it was just like hard fought, man. Like it was 7-0 at half. Mm-hmm. and there was, like, a brawl in the middle of the game. Like, when I say it was, really? like, everybody's going balls to the wall the whole game, dude. Yeah. It was a, it's a good game to get experience from or just to watch because you yeah. see, like, how hard people actually play for, like, you know, a regional, just, like, to go to regionals. You yeah. Know? They're, like, hyped for that. And then, so, after that, the next game, we're doing a tournament in Texas, and they started me, bro, because I had been showing up to practices. You know, I was getting the hang of it. They recognized my athleticism. So they put me in there, but they didn't really teach me how to tackle yet. Okay. So, bro, like, you know, for me, like, I didn't – like, I played football. I was a receiver, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, So I don't really know how to tackle. You Like, if, if the quarterback threw an interception one time, you you may have had an opportunity to tackle. Yeah, I might, like, shoulder check somebody out of bounds sure. or something, you know? Something yeah, yeah. simple. But, right. like, rugby, you got to actually be able to wrap people up, take them down. Like, it's yeah. almost like wrestling when you tackle. Yeah. So I'm running full speed at this dude, bro, and I'm maybe, like – from me to like where your wall is right now sure and maybe I, like six feet seven feet yeah and yeah, i yeah. like and that's when i stop and i think like what am i supposed to do he's yeah. still charging bro <laughs> when i say he got to right where you were that's when yeah, i was like yeah. i mean i'm bro fucked. oh dude he stiff arms me in the neck goes oh, and scores dude. like when i say he dropped me like just a sack of potatoes bro like it was nothing yeah and then just ran off scored and they were like aj you got to make that tackle i was like yo make can he what put, yeah i was like can he jab me in the neck like that yeah they were like what do you mean? I was like, he literally just threw his whole hand into my neck. They were like, yeah, yeah it's a stiff arm. Technically, it's not supposed to happen, but it's the ref's like choice. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, so the ref just wanted to see me get fucked so up. So it's like super <laughs> subjective. Like the ref could just be like, yeah, no, it's legal or it's not. Yeah. So for the most part, because the main thing is like when you're tackling, you don't want to tackle above the shoulders, right? Uh, but say okay. you're on offense and you go to stiff arm. So if I like say you're going to tackle me and I, I push your head away. Technically, I can do that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, because like, well, I'm defending myself. Right. Like if they're, like if their like head probably drops below a certain level, it's like okay, yeah, you can you can do yeah. that. But if they're like standing straight up, you probably, 
Yeah. You know, borderline looks like a punch at that point. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where they, like, draw the line is, like, say if I came at you high, mm-hmm. and your just whole hand just smacks me across the face. They'll be like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold, hold on. Yeah. They'll be like, all right, that's too much. Or, yeah. like, if you do throw, like, you know, that wild punch all of a sudden, like, trying to stiff arm. Because a lot of people, I don't know why, bro, it's weird. They stiff arm with a closed fist. Uh, you know what? Honestly, thinking about it, that might be safer just because, like, thinking about, like, having your, like, fingers out. Like, you might, like, you know, break a finger that way. Especially, True. dude, rugby players, like, there's no grace there. They're not, like, you know, oh, like, you know, a little finesse. It's, like, no, it's just all fucking force. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like just having, like, your palm up but, like, having your fingers closed, it might be – it honestly might be safer. Probably, yeah. Just, just thinking yeah. about it. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that just like that. That yeah. bottom of your palm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so a lot of people do that. So like if you're doing that and you like smack somebody in the face, you know, they'll be like, Hey, that's that's not okay. They'll probably call a penalty but like a legal play or something. Sure. But yeah, bro. So then after that game, that's when I started to get the hang of it and I told him, I was like, Yo, if you guys just teach me how to tackle, I'd be more than happy to be a starter on this team. But yeah. if I don't know how to tackle, you guys might want to find somebody else. There's, you know? there's a couple stipulations there, right? It's like, yeah, right, I gotta know how to tackle. <laughs> You gotta tell me when the fuck to show up. It's like you gotta, you gotta let me know that Thanks. this. Yeah, don't tell me it's a regional game, even if it's a regional game. It's like don't tell me any of this shit, dude. Yeah, because they told me I was dressing up for a regional. I was like, for what? I was like, huh? I yeah, was yeah. like, I just started. I was yeah. like, this is a lot. This is preseason to me, and you guys are yeah. going to the playoffs. Like, what exactly. the fuck is happening? So like, and that's what was dope about rugby is uh, cause we weren't technically uh, NCAA sport with our school, cause there's NCAA rugby, but for our school we were technically club team. We okay. just got to compete against NCAA teams. Okay. So, for us, one, we didn't, bro, like, when I say we didn't have to get drug tested, nothing, none of that crazy stuff. <laughs> but we could also, like, pick players up, like, middle yeah. of the season, dude. Yeah. And it would just be crazy. Like, middle of the season, we'd, like, so football would end in the fall, right? Yeah. And spring, we have maybe, like, four games before we hit playoffs. Okay. We'd get, like, D linemen, linebackers, running backs, receivers, corner, just all these athletes all of a sudden want to come check us out. And, like, if they were actually good at rugby, we'd be like, yo. Come play with us. Yeah, yeah. Now, and then we tell the rest, we'd be like, yo, if you keep working, definitely next year. But for now, like, we already got majority of the team that we need. So, right. Like, it was just crazy, man. And I used to love that. Honestly, I love that sport so much just because, like, like I said, you could do some wild stuff in rugby low-key. Like, yeah. I remember one time we, like, <laughs> we I went to talk to a guy, and then my teammate got in on it, too. And the uh, whistle blew. So, we like, I had him wrapped up, and I wasn't thinking about it. And I, like, started to stand up. And I still had him wrapped up. Yeah. Like, I was about to just finish the tackle. And now, look, my teammate's got, like, his top half wrapped. So we're just holding this guy in the air. And, like, my teammate holding his, like, top half just drops him. And I was just like, yo. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm sitting there with his legs in the air. And I'm yeah. just like, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. Just drop the guy. Oh, I was dude. like, my bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. But it's just stuff like that happens. Like, I used to have dreads. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure it was my teammate to this day. Fucking Jake Whiting. I'm almost positive. We called him Mookie. He, uh, <laughs> I go in, th- bro, I fucking love this guy, but I go in for a play. I'm running the ball. I start to get tackled and somebody's like down. So I start to go down, but I just feel somebody yank my dreads. Mm. Like six of them ripped out my head. bro. Ah. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm looking around and they're just on the ground. So I was like, who would have ripped out my hair? We go yeah, back yeah. and watch film. You just see him grab like a chunk of the back of my head, oh, bro. As he's I pushing mean. me down. And I was just like. All right, I remember this because he used yeah. to have like long locks. Well, not locks, but he had yeah. long hair too. And I was like, "Don't worry, I'll get my revenge." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. A little friendly fire. He's just like, "Fuck it, dude. I'm just I'm ripping at whatever I have." Yeah, man. But then that team was just so great. We had a, uh, we won two national championships. Two. Yeah, we won two, man. God back damn, dude! I didn't even know you played. And then you're like national champ. I was like, shit. And you're like, 
You throw it yeah. to at me. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie, bro. So when it comes to the national championships, I like to take credit. But at the same time, bro, it was just some – we had some freak of nature athletes yeah. on that team at the same time because it was seven-on-seven seven rugby. So mm-hmm. imagine seven-on-seven seven football. You know, you got all that field space. Yeah. Like, if fast, you're op- – if fast. you're Yeah, it's all about speed. speed. Yeah. Because it's sevens and fourteens, right? Like Fifteens, yeah. Fifteens, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, fifteens probably a, a little bit more gruesome, probably bigger dudes, but, yeah. like, sevens has got to be quick. Oh, yeah, it's fast. It's seven-minute halves, and it's quick, bro. As soon as you get the ball, you're in space, you try and go score. Like, that's just it. Like, just run. So we had this one guy, he probably would run like maybe like back then, he probably could have did at least like a 4-2, four, 4-4 four, four, four at the highest, like 40-yard. Like he was fast. Damn. And first championship, bro, comes down to the wire. We're down like I think four points. He goes and scores the game winning try. Damn. Like it was like it's – How much I'll, is a try worth again? Five. five. And then the Got kick it. after is two. Okay. So he goes, scores that like it's nothing. We go up one and – that's it game over like the refs like yeah this is it final play like they're not gonna get a chance to rebuttal we were so hyped bro yeah yeah. and then the following year team goes back i had actually hurt myself that year so i didn't get to go back but that team just dismantled everybody like every game they won by like 20 to 30 points damn like smacking them just yeah left and right and like to this day i tell everybody like i love to say i'm a national champion because i was part of that team sure but those are fucking national champions sure those, like those those guys i play with crazy yeah <laughs> so like it's not like at the time they weren't recognized as like an ncaa sport for highland right nah yeah so at that point like how do they still then award you guys the national champion because uh for college rugby mm-hmm. there's like d1 d2 you know those sure. like levels like that and you can be NCAA, but the Collegiate Rugby Sevens, like the national tournament, it's not NCAA held. It's held by Got a different bo- uh, governing body. Got it. Okay. But it's still NCAA Teams. certified. Yeah, it's still gotcha. an NCAA team. So, like, if you have a season, NCAA. But your Got national it. tournament is a different body. Different whole yeah, thing. It's a Collegiate Sevens. Got it. So... We got to play, for example, one year, bro, I still, I love it. I have a try of me scoring against Duke. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I, Damn. Bro, I show that shit every time I get the chance. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want, <laughs> what? <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I still have this on huddle. I still have this on huddle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's my, my go-to highlight right there. It's like, oh, who who's that team you said? That's Duke. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's me. That's right. I did that. My, yeah, bro. my bad. You're right. So, like, that was we got me. to play a lot of, uh different like big name schools and it was crazy duke shouldn't have even been in our bracket technically because really? they're d1 you know what i mean they're mm-hmm. a big school but their rugby team was pretty brand new oh, so okay. they didn't actually have like the time they had to play with us for i believe it was like four or five years before okay. they could move up to the next level and then gotcha. even then they don't go straight to d1 they have to just only move up like they have to basically prove that they're improving do they do they have like a certain amount of time before they move up or is it again like proving at that point like do well, they have to stay there well, yeah. two years or uh so they had like a five-year probationary period got where it. they had to play small colleges mm-hmm. but the thing was the first year in small college worked they Aww. got destroyed we smacked them every team they played pretty much beat them they came in i think like sixth or seventh place that year so it's not bad it's a good finish yeah, technically. yeah. but if you're thinking like, oh, we want to move them up to D1, it's like you you're expecting them to take first. Yeah, you, you know? and and not by like a small margin, right? Yeah, like you're they expecting. Yeah, big, so, big big wins. Yeah, so that happened, and then the next year we played them again. We didn't even play them at nationals the next year. We actually put them out of the national tournament. Damn. The following year when we played them because we met them at a qualifying tournament. Yeah. And so we were in the semis and we played them, and 
literally just in the back of our heads, we were like, we beat them before. It's the same team. And we just ran it. So that game, like, we just ran it up. We just run up the score. Fuck them. Yeah, just get them off the field. <laughs> like, when I say, bro, when I show you, if I show you that try, it makes me laugh because one of their teammates had a straight up just like, you know, like white kid tantrums. Oh, yeah. Bro, dude. on the sideline, in camera view, white kid just, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Stomping his feet. Darn it. Nothing, like, dude, nothing looks nothing looks worse or like less masculine than a stomp, like a bro. or a back to back stomp. Just it like made stomp, me laugh stomp. so it's hard. Like, yeah, and I was it, like, "Yo, that's what we did to you." Oh, dude, I love that. Like, you think I think of like any coach that's been pissed off, any white coach of in my life, a double stomp, right, left, and then it's like, oh, you just feel the anger. You oh, just ah. Yeah, that's so fucking funny. You could funny. sense it, and I just laughed so hard. I was like, ha. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I, so it was after I scored, so I didn't even notice that he did it on the sidelines. Uh-huh. We were going back watching the film because we were like, oh, let's see just how we did. Let's be you know, honest with ourselves about things. Sure. And as soon as that happened, we were like, we shouldn't even be watching this film anymore. Like, we were like, yeah, we did that to this team. Like, like we all should right, not be. turn it off. Yeah, like, we're we, like, we know how this goes. Like, Yeah, we are like, another game, different game. Just <laughs> like, this is bad film to watch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so fucking funny. So, so... You grew up with a lot of structure, is what I'm hearing. Like, you know, mom, your oh, yeah. shelter. Do you want to? I was about to say, do you want a beer, a seltzer, or anything? Uh, nah, I'm good with the Cafasia, brother. Like, perfect, man. Yeah. I, dude, you're you're teaching me stuff because I was like, I don't even know how the fuck that's pronounced. That. <laughs> um, so, you grew up with a lot of structure, and something that like I kind of, I have a, a really tough time with because like I I like structure, right? And I and I think like to some extent you do too, right? You yeah. want. You, you're talking about work being, you know, a certain amount of hours, all that kind of stuff. Comedy is so structureless, or or maybe even just lack of structure, and maybe not completely structureless, but it's so much on you, and it's so much of like whatever you do. There's no coach. There's no, you know, hey, you have to be here for this. You have to go to this open mic, or you know, hey, we have this show. Whatever. It's it's so little structure how did how first did you start in comedy and then like how how does that fit for you so to start how i started actually it was at new mexico highlands too okay i got when i say new mexico highlands university gave me so many experiences that i think in a lot of other situations i probably wouldn't have experienced just because of the way it was like small college small town Mm -hmm. so when it's like there's nothing for you to do you find things that you're interested in that you want to try and that you want to do. So my sophomore or junior year when I was there, I think it was my junior year. Yeah, it was definitely my junior year because we had actually – it was the year before we won our national championship. So You just got to keep throwing that out there. I'm going to drop, it, I'm gonna drop <laughs> yeah. it a few more times, so like at least did, five more. So when we won that national championship, like I said earlier, <laughs> you know, it was before the natty. It's like BN before the natty. Got the gold medal sitting on my mom's uh, <laughs> coffee table, bro. There you go. It's a so that and a trophy that we had from a, a tournament. It's just like the talking piece, like my breath, like so my siblings. You know, you know how it is with siblings. Like you want to be the better sibling, so yeah. I talk so much trash. I'm like, oh, whose gold medal is this right like, here? Damn, like exactly. Look at this, oh, <laughs> man. Is that are you, and you're the youngest, right? Of the boys, yeah. I have of a the little boys. sister, and you have a little sister. Five of you guys total. Yeah. Got well, it. Well, technically six. So my dad has a son too. Okay. Yeah. So my so my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. they had separate lives before they got together. You know. Got it. So my dad had a son. My mom had three sons. Then they met, popped me out. Okay. And then they broke it off. Then my mom met somebody else, little sister. Got it. But you're the hours of the group, like. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, 
maybe not the youngest, but youngest of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to flex at that point. Oh yeah. So yeah. like probably for, so we won it in early June, right? That whole summer when I say I'm literally sitting in my mom's house shirtless in some basketball shorts with a gold medal <laughs> around my neck, just like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get to do nothing for the next two months. <laughs> yeah. Basically, man, like. Everybody's like, what are you going to do? I was like, nothing. Just sit here. Think about how I'm a champion. <laughs> like, just won a national championship. What do you mean? I'm about to party. Sorry, I said champion. I know some of you guys don't know, but I was a national champion. Right? <laughs> I feel like people forget. I got to gotta bring it back up. When I said, bro, you should see me when I'm on a date. It's way worse. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Every girl you I've ever talked side, to. No, oh, bro, dear. every girl. So it might not be the first thing I bring up. Oh, bullshit. I work, I, bro, you, I work it into you, that conversation. You're out bro. here just like. <laughs> Uh, AJ Matthews, national champion. Uh, I work at, it's like, like, My Tinder profile had it for at least like <laughs> a solid year and a half, bro. At least. Like rugby national champion. Like, like you know, I had a picture of me with my gold medal on. Oh, like, uh, dude, bro. you probably had a tag under there. He's like, I like to play rough, like national champion. It's like, fuck <laughs> it. I swear, bro. I used to I used to throw that thing out everywhere, like as much as I could, man. I was too happy. I was just like, yo, I did this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to tell everybody and like be on a date and a girl's just like oh what are you into i was like oh you know this and that um i don't i work out a little bit i don't play sports as much anymore she's like oh what sports do you play oh, oh rugby you know she's oh, like that's dude. cool national oh, champ Boom. Bro. like bro i i know i'm working it in there every time man oh dude you're just out here just like fucking dance for me you're just a puppet master bro he's <laughs> bro. like oh yeah you know i played played sports you know yeah oh yeah rugby rugby I think ah, it was national champ national where it champ. really works though bro it's not even the national champion when you tell them you play rugby so there's girls you know like in today's day and time kids a lot of women like rough sex right yeah so you tell them you're a national champion you played rugby dude i'm like, so what? sorry i don't mean to cut you <laughs> off but like for the amount of feminism like out in the world right now Girls like to be manhandled. I don't care what anybody Wait, says. It's like, <laughs> but time out. Let me let me rephrase that. They like it if they say yes. You got to get uh, consent yeah, yeah, first, no, no, fellas. No. Get consent yeah, first. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sitting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I was about to go on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent get consent, but they still they they're like, yeah, yeah. They 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 they, they like it a little bit rough. You're you're some, right. Some women do. So it's just like when I tell them I play rugby, the next best move, bro. They'll be like, oh, do you have, like, any game footage? Bro, I have this one highlight. Girls ask you if you have game footage? Bro. So I had no. the highlight of me scoring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this one that just always sends them over the edge. It's me making this tackle. Mm-hmm. And, like, so basically what happens is I go, and it's a solid tackle, like, clean hit, yeah. wrap up, and just plow him into the ground. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm getting up, I, like, push his head in. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, dude. Like, and at, so at the time, I don't even think I was trying to do it. I just was getting up. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, And I think I just, like... So I had to be on his head. It was it was a bad situation. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, guy, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, yeah. Have to do you like that. And he but, is. I was about <laughs> yeah. to say he now is forgiving you. He's definitely. I hope he is because yeah. I felt bad when I watch it. But girls go crazy for that because then they're just like, oh, you're just so aggressive. I love. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Would you like to watch it again? How many times do you need to see this before? Uh... <laughs> oh, dude, that is dude. so fucking funny. It's wild. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, no, I played rugby, national champs. Like, I'm aggressive. It's like, Bro, okay. That's my one thing. I'm going to be fucking like 60 years old talking about a national championship from 2016. <laughs> Dude, that's every old dude is like that, right? They're right. like, they all they all tell you shit. And then, oh, like, yeah. the older you get, too, like, people that aren't there to fact check you, they can just fucking throw shit out there. Like, yeah, yeah no, I had 18 tackles and seven tries. Like, yeah, you know, it's uh, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, smooth, smooth. Right. Talks about these ridiculous stats. Yeah. So, yeah, man. rugby comedy 
how you started was at Highland. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> we no. I I took you on that tangent. We're we're good. Uh, so uh, started at Highlands. I ran for homecoming king, and when I ran, I had no talent. Like I couldn't think of. Like I can't go out there and like juggle. I don't. So one thing that everybody does for talent shows, I noticed at uh, that homecoming, is there's always people singing, or putting together like a dance number. Yeah. Personally, not a fan of like dance numbers, and I can't sing for shit. Yeah. So, growing up, like I said, I was I I hate to I feel like my mom she hate for me to say it was sheltered, but it was in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like She was very honest about like being in the house by a certain time. We don't go to our friends' houses if she doesn't know their parents. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's she, she's like, old school. Yeah, that's just how she yeah. was. And so, when I was young, I used to watch comedy all the time. I'd stay up late watching Comedy Central, so I'd just see people's stand ups. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I remember always telling myself, like, it'd be so fun to be a stand-up comedian. It'd be yeah. so cool. Like, I would love to just tell jokes because I was always a goofy little kid. Yeah. But I just never got a chance to actually do it. And then I'm a grown man now. I was like, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. So I go out there in front of maybe, like, a little less than 100 people, if anything. Maybe yeah. maybe 100 people. Still. Yeah, it's a for a first time definitely it's a wild yeah. crowd to try and do a set in front of because if uh, if you go in there like it's Ilfield Auditorium at New Mexico Highlands I don't know if they've changed the name on it yet or anything but the front like section downstairs where you see everybody it can fit at least like probably close to a hundred it's pretty much packed out and there's yeah. still people up top you know it's a lot of people but I'm literally walking out and first of all they told me I could have an intro song fucks up my intro song. <laughs> bro so that's like oh, off the rip dude. i'm just like oh man so i just tell them like i got to the mic but so they're supposed to play it, you know when they announce your name you're walking out they played it when i got to the microphone what? they thought i was gonna sing what was what was the song oh my uh walkout song was al green okay it was uh dang it no actually it wasn't al green i almost want to let me see because i could play it right now i know i have it on my playlist still so it had to have been awkward as shit walking up to the mic, assuming that they're going to play your song. Yeah, basically. This is what I came out to. And I only play like two seconds. Wow, that's... It, I mean, I'm not on YouTube. It's not going to matter. Just like, let's stay together, bro. Just real quick, right? And so I walk out and they start playing it. I'm like... Yo, no, that was, like, my intro song. Like, yeah. over the mic. I just, like, while the music playing, I was like, that was actually supposed to be my intro song. Uh, I can walk out again. And yeah. people started laughing at that. And I was like, I'm going to walk out again. So I was like, when I walk out, play the music. So I walk out, they start playing the music. I was like, there we go. Yeah, yeah. And it got it back on track. And then I just started telling everybody, you know, I started off how uh, a lot of comedians, I realized that's what they do. It's like, how's everybody doing tonight? You know? Yeah. So I asked. I was like, how's everybody doing tonight? You know, some claps, whatever. It's like, Cool. My name's AJ. I started talking to him a little bit by myself, and then I go into my jokes. And at the time, I had dreads. Yeah. So I told a joke about how people think that everyone with dreads looks the same. Yeah. And people always confuse me for Chief Keef. And they ate it up, bro. Yeah. And so from there, I told my next joke about my girlfriend. I was like, Mexican women. Or, or, so I, the way I let it off was uh, black women are crazy. But they ain't got shit on Mexican women, basically. <laughs> and you know, Las Vegas, town full of Mexican women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they only. Yeah, yeah so they're like, so they start laughing at that, bro, because you know, I just basically told them they're crazier than black women. They're yeah, like, ha ha, yeah, we are. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this shared experience. Yeah, Lots and so told a joke about how like she woke me up in the middle of the night 
and said, I had a dream you cheated. <laughs> you know, just like crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody was laughing at that. And then I like brought it full circle. I told a joke about getting pulled over and the cop being like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? And I looked up at him and I was like, bang, bang, pretend to be Chief Keith. Yeah. And they ate it up because they were like, you look like Chief Keith. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. And so after I did that, I had a good, good solid set. And I messed around. I was only supposed to do maybe like five to 10 minutes. I went probably like 15 to 20 just Damn. talking to him. And First time ever. Yeah. And it was just by accident because a lot of it wasn't even like the jokes. A lot of it was me actually talking to the people I know in the crowd, making jokes with them. Yeah. So when I uh, got off stage, everybody was like, that was great. That was way better than we thought it would be. I was like, well, thanks. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a bad, like, it doesn't feel like a backhanded compliment, but it doesn't feel good. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, cool. Um, all right. And I didn't even think I did that great until the next day. I'm walking, like, down the block, whatever, just across the uh, campus. And this dude just, baseball hat on, sunglasses. I have no clue to this day who the guy was. Jumps in front of me. He goes, bang, bang. And I was like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I did that. I was like, all right. That's so awesome. So it was that good. And then I started to realize people were starting to know me as, like, a funny guy. Yeah. So then that was my first time. My second time. My fraternity hosted a talent show. You were in a fraternity? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I life, fucking love man. it. What fraternity were you in? Five Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, man. Nice. Yes, sir. Hell uh, yeah. So my fraternity, we hosted a talent show, and we were trying to make sure we filled enough time because we had the venue from seven to nine. Yeah, so, so you got you to book quite a bit. Yeah, so we had a lot of people, but we wanted to make sure that if anything, they told us we went over and not that we shot under because we already paid for all this time. You know? 100%, yeah. So I put together another set. Same thing, went out there. This time it was a smaller crowd because it wasn't homecoming, you know? Yeah. But the crowd still loved it. And they were all still telling me, like, yo, like, that was actually funny. Like, you actually had a routine. And I was like, yeah, I wrote that. I literally wrote, like, all this down before I even went up and said it. Yeah. So after that, that's when I was like, I got to try this in front of a crowd that does not know me at all. Yeah. And that's when I realized, like, I'm not going to be able to do it there because it's a small town. They all... Pretty much yeah. everybody's seen me, right. and they kind of have an idea of who I am. So when I graduated and moved back to Albuquerque, it had been like maybe two years, mm-hmm. almost three years since I did comedy. A friend of mine that I was working with at the time introduced me to Royal. Okay. So Royal helped me out get onto the open mic at Inside Out. What uh, what time frame is this when you say this is Inside like, Out? This is probably early, like, I want to say about... October, September. It was before they, you know, when they move inside out to Founders? Yeah. It was like a few months before they moved it to Founders. This this last year? No, 2018. Or 2018, got yeah. it. Yeah. So, 2018. I was about to say, dude, if, you, <laughs> if it was his last year, I was like, you're fucking blowing up. You're doing a lot. Like, bro. I was like, <laughs> like fuck <man>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, uh, but so then they do Founders everything, and I'm doing comedy here. And, like, I'm getting laughs still, but what I'm realizing is I'm not doing anything to – gain experience to write new jokes or nothing's yeah. really coming to me. So I was like, I need to slow down on the mic and start actually doing stuff that's going to m- help me write a new joke. Yeah. So then I started telling myself like, all right, do this mic on a Monday. And then every other day of the week, I need to be trying to find something that's funny in my life that I can talk about. You know? Yeah. So that's when it all started coming together for me. And then tween, probably like 2019, slow down a little bit for me on mics just because I was trying really hard to be a company man, which was a terrible idea. I'm not even with that job anymore. <laughs> Horrible idea. <laughs> it's pointless. No, there's no uh, real like value in being a company man. First of all, 
Because no matter what, you're still getting shitted on by somebody ahead of you. Yeah. No matter how far up that ladder you move, I that's what I realized. I was like, there's no point to move up here. Because yeah. no matter how high I go, there's the next asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was about to say, you're catching more shit probably. Exactly. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, I need to start doing comedy more. And that's when I started hearing about all the other mics people had. But COVID. Nah. So as soon as COVID happened, I just, I didn't do any comedy for like until the end of the summer probably. Mm-hmm. And then that's summer when Summer of 2020. Yeah. Got it. And that's when it started picking up for me again. And then I did a Funny Fiesta. Nice. And then once I did Funny Fiesta, that was when I really got a lot of love because all the like local comics do Funny Fiesta. So it was yeah. a way for me to meet all these great comedians like a... Uh, so I got to do the show with Royal. I met Sarah Kennedy, Mary Burt. You know, I got to know them on a deeper, like, or a more personal level, I guess. Yeah. So it was nice doing that. And then that's when it really started to help me out getting booked for stuff. I met Rusty. He put me on for First Fridays. I had a good First Friday set. So, of course, you know, more people started talking to me. And then now I'm here, man, headlining my own show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucking sick. So tomorrow, Friday, what's today? The fucking 14th? You're going the 15th. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking either I'm gonna put this up for, uh, tomorrow or Monday. That just made my decision. We'll we'll put this up tomorrow for sure. But that's badass, dude. And this is at the Guild. Yeah, the Guild. And this Nob Hill. the Guild's uh, Knob Hill. Yeah, got it. Okay. I was like, I have such a tough time with like Central. I'm still trying to figure out where the fuck everything's at. Right. Like, yeah. so when you're when you say headlining, how much time do you have tomorrow? You know, I'm not too sure. I'm hoping at least 15 to 20. Cause that's what I want to try and knock out. I want to. So when I did it at Highlands, it was literally just off an of accident. I yeah. didn't even know I was on stage that long. Right. So this time I want to do it on purpose. Yeah. I want to be up there that long with laughs. Yeah. Know, the entire time basically. So hopefully 15 to 20, but I don't know. Alex, he's a, he's an interesting guy. He'll give you a headlining spot, but he still like lights you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for example, I noticed that with Josh Fournier, he was headlining and 15 minutes in, he gave him the light and one Josh Fournier Habitual light runner. <laughs> Habitual. Really? Yeah, slightly. I, was say, I, I had no idea. Well, what I think is funny is like when he runs the light, he's still killing it. So you can't really be mad at him. Right. <laughs> you know, because right, it's right. like at least he was making him laugh. He's not being terrible. Sure. But like he's one of those guys, like he's going to finish that joke before yeah. he gets off stage, you know? Yeah. So it always makes me laugh because he gave him the light and he finished his joke. And then I guess he probably thought to himself, like, I'm the headliner. Like, I'm going to keep going until I'm ready to get off stage. Sure. So he just kept ripping it, man. And then he probably did a solid like twenty five minute set, dude. And he I, I don't I don't I don't know if this would ruffle anyone's feathers or anything like that. Josh Fournier is in my mind the funniest dude in Albuquerque and and honestly, uh, New Mexico is yeah New Mexico yeah he's so fucking good dude yeah is he, incredible yeah it's easy to say it man I agree honestly so when I first started out like I didn't get to see Josh as much but the more I see him the more I'm just like it doesn't matter the crowd the event yeah what time of day it does like literally nothing matters like he's going to get on yeah. the stage and if there's anybody in this room who's going to make this crowd laugh it's that guy yeah and i think it's so wild to see like i i remember somebody uh i don't like to name names but one dude was hating on him one day and i thought it was I'd, ever since so that's the thing about me if you like hate on someone someone and i feel like it's for no reason i just stop messing with you i'm yeah. like i'll just leave you alone because i'm it's like fair. that's just that's bad energy you know what i mean yeah. like I don't ever just unnecessarily hate on people unless they've done something to me. Sure. So this other comedian just starts talking about how Josh says the same jokes. He's not that funny. He doesn't have, he tried to say basically like he was just a, like he only gets pity laughs. And I was like, 
If that's oh. pity laughter, bro, I want fucking pity. I want laughs. pity like, laughs. Yo, yeah, I want bro. some fucking pity laughs. If that's pity laughter, dude, like you shitting me? <laughs> like no, that's such a good point, dude. It's like yeah. if that if that's just for you know making him feel better, like I yeah, I want that. Like, dude, I've yeah. gone to shows. Like, and, he, and here's the thing: he does. He he. I've seen every joke he's done, but I've gone and seen him a lot. Right? I'm not saying like he he repeats jokes a ton, but every time he does them, he does them different, and every time I laugh. Yeah. There's not a time that I've gone that I'm like, yeah, I've heard that one and it wasn't that good. No, like literally every time I'm like, I've probably seen it and he's probably tried and sprinkled some new stuff in there. But I went to like the dry heat, uh, where he, uh, he headlined and you were on, on that card as well. And he just fucking crushed dude. I've every, every joke he did that night, I've seen a version of it and he did all of those jokes, did them all a little bit different and still made me die laughing. I was just like, Fuck, dude, that's when you're, like, I, I'm guessing that's when you're fucking awesome. I've seen that bit, and I still laugh. Like, he's just, dude, yeah. so fucking good. That's what I think of, too, is, like, when you're telling a joke and you still make people laugh with, like, that same joke. It's just in a different format. And somebody one time told me that because uh, I did the gong show. Yeah. And one of the judges, he's seen pretty much every comedian's jokes. Yeah. So, off the rip, Jared Ostrom was telling his jokes and he was telling some of his older ones. Well, yeah. he did his he did his entire old like it was like an older set. I don't want to call it an old set cuz I feel like jokes don't have an age, you know what I mean? Sure. But at the same time like he told like some older jokes and the guy had literally seen all of them before. He did them the exact same way for him before. He walked up, gonged them. And they were like, "Why'd you gong him?" He was getting laughs. They said, "Well, we've just heard all of his jokes. We want to hear new stuff." Like Yeah. Immediately every comedian was just like, "Damn. Fuck." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up there and I'm telling my jokes and I work in some new ones, but I also like when I draw a blank, bro, I just go to like what works. I just think yeah. of an old joke, you know? And so I tell it, but I told it in a different way a little bit. So he was like, the only reason I didn't gong you is because you made me laugh by telling it in a different format. Like yeah. I, like he said, your premise to the joke didn't make me realize you were telling me the same joke basically. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> that's I was good. about to say like trying to different, trying to see what works, like what angles and stuff. And like, dude, that's, fucking awesome what was it like performing that first weekend at dry heat for those that may not know outside of albuquerque albuquerque finally gets a new comedy club called dry heat comedy shout out sarah kennedy like you said yeah absolutely yeah, fucking yeah hats off to them uh sarah kennedy and her wife kelly uh they open up a new comedy club which is fucking awesome the room is pretty sweet it's very yeah. intimate very like not massive right but it's like that's perfect like it's intimate it's very close low ceilings what was that like? So, opening up that first weekend, or just that first opening weekend with Dry Heat was so, it's memorable, bro. Like, I just remember the entire night so clearly, man. Like, because, one, it's been forever since we had a comedy club here, I guess. So, yeah. I wasn't I, I wasn't here at the time, I guess, when the last one was here. I, I wasn't either. Yeah. I mean, what, it was like six years ago or something like so, that? I guess so, yeah. So, I was still, like, in school. Yeah. But not having a comedy club in a city where we have so much comedy always happening. Yeah. It just felt like we were, it almost felt like a slap in the face. Like, yeah. why don't we have a comedy club? Cause Dude. you know, cause you're always killing these shows and you see like the killers in yeah. the scene who are literally always killing a show. Bro. Albuquerque's finest of just like homeless with no shelter, dude. And now Basically. we have a shelter, right? Like, yeah. And for a while it was, you know, rebel like was starting to become that place on Wednesdays yeah. for comedy. But as soon as they opened dry heat, man, I was just so excited when they asked me to be on, like, when they asked me to be there for the opening weekend, I was just like, yo, I'm honored. Like, the yeah. fact that you even think I'm 
funny enough to be one of the opening like weekend acts. That's like, so sick. Thank you, because like Sarah Kennedy and like Kelly, one thing about them is like they will never <laughs> like be shy about telling you if they don't want you to do this show. You know, what really? I mean? They'll be yeah, they're very honest people because like basically like they're not dicks about it. Like she's. Not I was just about like, to say. I was like, I I just find I just find Sarah and I I've, I've had a very very small conversation with Kelly and I've had practically no conversation with sarah but neither one of them come off as like unkind by any stretch right yeah no so they're not unkind about anything but they just they'll tell you like if they just feel like you don't fit for their show at the time you know and like the way they book like you can see it like they'll they'll say hi to you whatever but if they just feel like you're not ready for a show with them they'll you know they just won't put you on like that i mean there's no there's no way you can continue as a business otherwise, right? Yeah, by just letting your friends do time. I know? mean, like, the only way I could think about it is, like, if you had a brewery and, like, you just allowed shit beer to be on tap. Yeah, it's like, exactly. We can't just do that. Like, if, if, if it tastes bad, well, we got to dump it and we got to go to a good beer. It's yeah. like, and that's exactly what they're doing. But <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much what they did. And, like, it was wild that night. Before I got there, I took my camera with me because I just wanted to try it. So I'm also into photography. So I was trying to do like some just random pictures and stuff. And we're all outside talking. And somebody's like, I think it was Josh Fournier. He had mentioned it. He was like, man, yeah, it's been like good crowds. All the shows have been selling out. And we just honestly, we looked at each other. and We're like, has anybody even had like a bad like set? And we're just thinking like, no, we haven't heard of anybody bombing you know yeah like just straight up falling flat and you're talking about that night specifically or like just the whole weekend the whole week i was about to say because i i got to go watch y'all's show sat in front row because i was like i'm not missing this like yeah. and again i think josh is the funniest dude so i was like sweet let's go to this show i didn't so i didn't see the rest of them that's why i wanted to clarify oh yeah no so for the entire weekend from what we were told up until our show at least no one had been bombing no yeah. one had bombed Everybody had great shows, and I'm pretty sure every show before Josh's was even sold out. Because I yeah. believe Jess, Zach, who whose show was before Josh's? Um, was it that I think Friday? it was A. Marie? Yeah, A. Marie Castillo. Yeah, A. Marie, so I, I heard, like, all these shows sold out. Yeah. And so when we were, like, sitting there and we're like, nobody bombed, we were laughing because we were like, it better not be one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot at the of same pressure. time, you know, when you like kind of jinx yourself, you're thinking, oh, like, oh my God, bro, like, what yeah. if I bomb now? And so it really started to get to me because right before I went up, bro, there's Brian Valencia. Dude. Energy. I've never seen him perform before. <laughs> bro, he's like that every time. He was awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's hilarious. I'm actually glad his show just sold out, too, actually, yeah. uh, not too long ago for Dry Heat. And I was actually very excited to hear that because I think he's a really funny guy. But literally backstage and we're all in the green room and everybody's just like yo he's getting laughs like they're laughing hard yeah and i'm going up next (laughs) oh dude bro so that's when i'm just sitting there looking at like my notes i'm looking around the room i'm like oh my god this is it brian valencia just fucked me (laughs) (laughs) especially because we were just talking like you you go low and slow and you go after a dude it's like your shit was good though, man. No, yeah, I had a good set. I t- like I think what did it for me. I think I honestly probably would have had a horrible set if I didn't open with that line like, "Hey, that was him." Yeah. <laughs> this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Cuz like as soon as I thought about it, I was like, I got to like say something that makes them think like, "Hey, that's that's his energy. This is going to be a different kind of energy." Yeah. Like, bring it back to my level basically. Yeah. But it's, well, without, you know, extremely killing the show basically. Sure. So, 
That's why I said, I was like, that last segment of the show is brought to you by cocaine and Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> dude. This segment's brought to you by weed and Hennessy, because, yo. That was such a good line, dude. Yeah, I thought that was a great opening line for that, like, just for that moment, specifically. I was like, yeah, that works. And then from there, just started telling jokes, man. And my favorite thing about when I'm just telling jokes is, like, I like to still see how many different ways I can get away with telling a joke. Yeah. Before it's like, no, that didn't even sound funny at all. Yeah. Know? So, like, some jokes I can start to tell when they're, like, they're like gonna kill the crowd because mm-hmm. I'll like open it up and like a part where there might be a little chuckle, there's nothing, and that's why I'm like, all right, let's push it a little bit though. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, see yeah. what happens. Let's ramp this up. Yeah, dude. So. I uh, I I like I just have such like uh, I'm trying to like think of like the the proper word, but like I just have like such a respect for it, and it's like watching you perform is fucking dope because like. You seem like, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem like you just have like this poise up there. Was there anything like, was there a point in time where you got up there and all of a sudden it changed for you where it's like, okay, I was nervous, but like now I get on the mic and I'm doing this. Was, was there ever any point in like change for you? Yeah. I think the moment I got more comfortable doing comedy was when it did, when they moved inside out to founders. Really? Yeah. Cause you, have you been in founders? I've been in Founders, but I haven't been to the open mic at Founders. Bro, if you go to that mic, you don't know who's going to be in the crowd, if they're here for jokes, if they're just here for drinks, yep. if there's even a crowd. Yeah. So <clears throat> one day I'm down there and I'm looking at the sign-up sheet and nobody wants to sign up like towards the top. Yeah. I so always noticed that, dude. <laughs> I, I, was, I told myself, I was like, bro, I'm going to open today. It wasn't a lot of people in there yet. So I was like, I'm going to do this now. And I had my set, told the jokes I had at the time, and that was it. I got off. And I, what threw me off was, like, I was so nervous telling myself I'm going to go first. But when I did it, I was like, it's just like any other set I've done. Yeah. And that's when it started to click for me that, like, no matter what, I'm still the same guy. You know what I mean? I'm still, like, my jokes are still the same. What I had to tell myself, though, was that, just because a joke doesn't work in this room means it's a trash joke. It just yeah. means you have to word it differently for that crowd. Right. You know what I mean? Like, for example, Brew Lab, I had to, I took out so many things from, like, different jokes because I was like, they wouldn't relate to that. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, for example, I, when I tell, like, a black joke up there, I try to keep it as, like, conservative as possible. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean, dude. man? Like, I try and make them laugh at, like, the black part of the joke and not the joke. <laughs> like, basically, oh, I'm like, ah <laughs> like, So, like, that's just things you, like, pick up on, you know? Like, when you're in a crowd, you're like, oh, they'll probably really love, like, this. Yeah. And then that's why I like to get to shows a little early, especially when I know, like, people don't know I'm the comedian. Yeah. Because I'll just sit at the bar and I listen. Yeah. And I just hear, like, okay, what's the kind of stuff they're talking about? You know? Like, what's going on over in this corner? Like, oh, look, there's a couple on a date. Like, okay, let's kind of see what happens with them for a little bit. Yeah. Just different things like that. And that's what helps me to figure out, like, this crowd might laugh at this joke. Yeah. Or they, they'll they laugh at these styles of jokes. And I just keep going from there. When you go to the roast battles, which is would beyond you just being funny, Yeah. I wanted to have you on to promote the roast battles. We'll both be on it, guys. July 20th, Wednesday night. They're a fucking blast. Yes, sir. Revel so, ABQ. Revel ABQ, Funk, baby. baby. When you get prepared for like a roast battle and stuff, what is like the preparation for you on that? So I'd think about my opponent 
I try and think of a joke for them every day, or I try and think about them like something that I hate about them. Not hate, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I something that I'm like, I'm going to talk shit about that. About yeah. You. yeah. Well, it's funny you say like hate because it's like, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't find you to be like, and again, an unkind guy, yeah. but it's like, you, you got to have a level of like disrespect or you got to have like a little bit of that hate in your streak. heart. Yeah. You got to have something yeah. that makes you want to talk shit about someone. Yeah. And so for me, what it is, is like growing up, if you could see like my middle school pictures, please don't ever look at my middle school <laughs> pictures. I had such a chubby face. Yeah. yeah. And I also had really bad allergies. Okay. So I have chubby cheeks, swollen eyes, and I'm always sniffling. Yeah. Kids used to talk shit about me to no end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like constantly. They, bro, the worst one, somebody said I looked like I had Down syndrome in middle school. Oh, bro, dude. in middle school. You know what I mean? They said I looked like yeah, I was yeah. special. Like, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up in that environment, having to try and throw jabs back, man, like, that's just like where I think I got it from was the idea that, like, it's just jokes. Just keep yeah. trying to throw those jabs, you know? Yeah. Keep talking about people. When I got to Albuquerque, it was a little different because kids don't really make, like, roast jokes. Like, they're not going to talk about what I'm wearing, really, mm-hmm. you know? They're just going to say some random thing about me. Like, if I do something stupid, they'll talk about it. You yeah. Know? So it was a different style of roasting here. So I wasn't really – when they asked me to do the roast battles, I had to remind myself, like, no, I'm talking about your appearance. I'm talking about your voice, whatever yeah. it is that, like, I can draw on. Yeah. And so then I had to kind of get back in that mindset, like, talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> just talk shit. Yeah. So that's why, like, for for example, my first roast battle went really well. I didn't know the guy, but it went well just because I think my comfortability of just, like, trying to talk shit to him. Who was the well. first guy you went against? Zephaniah Pilcher. He was – he's not even a comedian. He's not a comedian. He does uh, – he's acting. I think he likes, like, he said improv and, like, sketches. That wasn't the dude that wore, like, the eagle shirt, right? Like the, Yes, the dragon. That was – oh, was the him, dragon. Bro. Yes. Bro. Like – Flamed him. <laughs> bro. <laughs> like great. he Like – and he like came up and was like, was all or you were like said something about like fucking his mom, and he was like, well she's free tonight. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, like, bro. When he said that, I was just like, what? And he tried to make a joke about me not being like athletic, and I was like, I feel like you shouldn't make athleticism jokes with a black guy who's twice your size. <laughs> like, bro. Like literally, I was just thinking, I was like, come on, man, don't try it. <laughs> Bro, it was like, and that's the thing is like, I remember telling, like, I have a really close relationship with my mom and I uh, I remember telling her, I was like, I'm going to do a roast battle. And like, all she's thinking is like eight mile, right? She's just like, <laughs> she's like, oh, you could totally, you know, make fun of yourself if things are going wrong. And I'm like, it's not, it's, it's not, not like that, that of, at yeah. all. Like, it's no. not like you take everything away from the person. Like, you don't have enough time to do that even. Yeah. Like. You got to just make shit up on the spot. So for him, like, I felt like that. Like, he was trying to do, like, some Eminem, like, make fun of himself. It's like, yeah. no, dude, you don't have you don't have the fucking grip to do that. Well, so since I had never met him, when I had finally met him, I asked him, I was like, are you a comedian? And he said, no. I was like, what made you want to do this? He was like, I just wanted to try it. I was like, okay, I can respect that, man. Sure. And I just straight up asked him, I was like, are you ready? And he was like, yeah, I think so. I was like, nah, uh, man. Like, uh, I was yeah, like, here's the thing, the man. You gotta, so. I was like, yeah, you got to have that confidence. Because I just told him, I was like, don't get me wrong. You're my opponent, but I'd prefer to see a good show right. than, you know, I mean, me just straight up beat up on you. Right. So I told him, I was like, one, be confident when you're up there, man. Like, even if your joke falls flat, smile. Yeah. <laughs> like, laugh yeah. like it made you laugh, you know, exactly. something, man. So we got up there and, like, we started going and. Like when I could just tell, like a lot of his jokes. So one of his jokes actually worked out. Like people chuckled. Like they got, he got a good little laugh. But I could just tell. I was like, yeah, I'd like 
legit wrote so many jokes about this guy just yeah like that was ready like i was prepared to like talk about it. and then when he wore that shirt i was like bro i'm about to eat yeah <laughs> like yo like i remember oh, even oh, even when we were there and like to like no no disrespect to, to zeph and i i don't care what your style is you're a cool guy right, right. but <laughs> when i saw that shirt i just knew i was like yeah this is about to be over like dude the the only person that wore something more ridiculous was still more ironic was on hell in the singlet i was like yo dude like but he did that ironically like yeah he did it on purpose yeah your opponent didn't do that no on you purpose. thought you were he thought he was fresh yeah he was he's coming out the fucking out the bathroom he's like this 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 be the fit he's like right. this this is my fit yo, for the night what shirt can i put on that's just gonna kill him <laughs> hey mom is my dragon shirt clean yeah <laughs> like, not even cleaned is it pressed like right? did, did you iron that shit for me you iron my dragon shirt mom. i need that tonight I, I want to say it's so offensive that you thought he lived with his mom, but I got to tell you, I think you're right. <laughs> like, Bro, you know, it's, it, you're right. It's messed up that I assume it. You're right. <laughs> but, but the way he was looking, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen him since, honestly, which I think is crazy because he mm. said he was going to keep doing the Rose Battle, but he wasn't at the last one. So I was yeah. like, oh, dude, you didn't. I don't think you wanted to come back, man. No. Which I think sucks, because like, even if you lose, bro, you should keep coming back. Yeah. Like, I had a terrible one last time. Me and Nathan Todd bro. fucking just ate shit. Bro. <laughs> bro, ate shit. That's, okay, so I had, like, instant karma. I don't know if you you paid attention to ours. <laughs> bro, I like, did. <laughs> right, right after, I had instant karma, because I was like, what I meant to say was, there's no way ours could be as bad as the last one, yeah. and just stumbled all over that Bro. sentence i was like what yes. the fuck dude you did and you know it was so funny i was sitting there with my friends and i'd already been drinking so i just yelled out and try again and i was did like really? I, yeah i felt so bad because i was like fuck why don't <laughs> feel like, bad i didn't even know until just now it's fucking awesome yeah, so like i yelled that out and then like who was it uh evan he looks at me he's like that's the funniest joke you've told all night oh. <laughs> i was like yo <laughs> I was like, I was you're like, you're about not wrong, Ron- Ronzi. Yeah, bro. Oh, I was like, you're dude. not wrong, bro. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna lie. You're oh, not wrong. Fuck, man. They're like the wild part, and again, it's just uh, that's again. There's re- the reason why I wanted to promote this because like the roasts are just fucking fun, man. Yeah. Like they're just a wild time, and like the crowd seems to, like really get into it, and it's like because everyone loves that, right? Like yeah. to what you're talking about, you grow up, and all of a sudden, like people are just talking shit even if you're not a part of it you just see two of your buddies just talking absolute shit it's so much fucking fun oh yeah and then like when people are good at it right like when people go up there dude talk about my last opponent trip still is fucking insane like yeah i remember seeing him like he was gonna be the guy i went against i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah you know i want to see him versus like jared ostrom Mm -hmm. because i saw him versus robert eister he didn't so he was smart what he did to robert eister he didn't let so he let eister tell a joke but he told so many in a short period that it was just like and people were catching his jokes so they were killing yeah and i was like bro that's the best way you can beat eister right there it's just bombard him right Yeah, if you can bombard eister with jokes before he can actually like get his out yeah yeah, you can make the crowd kind of like lean towards your side yeah that was his best thing he could dude, do. Dude, so that was the battle before yeah. Trip and I. And I'm like, fuck, dude. So that, like, every other time I'd written, like, one joke per round. And I was like, I-, I have to write, like, two or three every single time to keep up with Trip. Because, like, he's going to have one long joke, but he's going to stumble upon jokes the entire time. And he's just so fucking good at it, dude. You can tell yeah. that dude writes like no other. Yeah, I told him, actually, after you guys had went up, because... uh 
I forgot what was going on. I think after that, oh, it was the roast of Zach Abeda that night too. Mm-hmm. So they had the brief intermission. I told him, I was like, bro, you look so natural. Like I almost, yeah. I even told him, I was like, it almost feels like you're not even right. It feels like he's coming up with him on the spot. It does. It, like, yeah, I told he him, feels I was like, like that for sure. Like listening to you tell jokes, it looks like, it's like almost as if he's not written anything down. He's kind of just talking shit about this guy. Yeah. And like, he was like, nah, dude, I definitely write. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it Like I, I went to Revel last night for the open mic. Yeah. He does. He has that feel to it where it's just all so on the spot. And it's yeah. like he's trying new shit. And it's like I've tried new shit and it still feels clunky. Like he'll try new shit and it's all – it just feels like he's done it before. Yeah. You know, it just feels so raw like what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I tell people all the time like there's a lot of great comedians in here. I think he's really great too, man. I think he's got a bright future. Yeah, for sure. I – uh, dude, the roast, the, the last one – was dope but i i get so fucking nervous for the roast like here's the thing i don't have a problem speaking in front of people just speaking talking about stuff i do it for work all the time it's like it's natural for me to get up in front of people and talk yeah like i get a little nervous but i'm not like afraid stand up i'm fucking terrified like i feel and, and you know it's a completely different muscle right like you're trying to make strangers laugh. The roast are like that on steroids. Because it's like this this joke, I'm never going to tell this joke ever again. It's 100% or it's zero. Yeah. And that's a fucking terrifying feeling. Yeah. That's facts, dude. Because uh, every time I think, like, for example, I got Chuck, bro. And, like, Chuck's a really cool guy. And I've been trying to think of things I could say that, about Chuck. And I'm like, bro, it's kind of tough. Like, I mean, yeah, like, he's got the whole, like, long beard, the Jesus thing yeah. going for him. But at the same time, bro, it's like, it's not like these jokes are guaranteed to hit, you know? Right. <laughs> like, there's right. no guarantee with any of these jokes. Have you told, what's, like, the, uh, uh, like, risky joke that you told that, like, you're just like, I don't know if it's going to hit or not? So, I've only done it once. And it was in front of all comedians. It was, uh, you know, William Wheeler? Yeah. It was at the garage. Okay. Told a joke about suicide. Okay. And so basically, I just straight up told him, I got on the mic and I was like, you know, personally, uh, I think it sucks when people commit suicide, but I feel that there should be some even ground for the people who are still here. If you commit suicide, we shouldn't have to honor any of your dying wishes. Just honestly. Yeah. And so when I had said that, like, same th- like just like this room is it was like very silent and i was yeah. like right, i gotta keep going for example i t- and so a friend of mine had committed suicide uh not too long ago before i had told this joke but yeah. he's the one that made me think of it because i was like i'm going to tell a joke for you and i yeah. had to think of so this he came up with a suicide joke for me basically but i was like yeah so a friend of mine passed away and his dying wishes were for me to look after his mom and to take care of his dog fuck your dog (laughs) and so everybody in the room starts laughing and i was like that's the only time i've told that joke bro yeah it just worked so well i was like i'm surprised that even made you guys laugh (laughs) yeah even dude so you know we lost a a gentleman in like the local comedy uh scene and stuff right recently due to suicide Ister made a joke about him last night really bro and that shit's fresh like not even a week old yeah and Ister was like, he's all, dude, he's like, I fucking hate coming to these open mic. Like, I, I'm not going to do the joke justice, but I I, I, I laughed so fucking hard because he was like, you know, he's like, there's so many fucking people that come to open mics. And he's like, you know, he's like, which sucks. He's like, because we had a local comedian commit suicide. And he's like, 
It more so sucked that he didn't come out that often because otherwise his lineup would be a lot shorter. And, bro, it fucking tore up the crowd. Like, we were like, what the fuck, Yo. Ister, dude? It was so, it was so fucked up, fucking but it was Ister, so man. good, dude. And he's fu- he's good for jokes like that, man. Yeah. Like, on, like, literally situational stuff. Like, something's happening right now, he can make a joke on the fly. Like, it always makes me laugh. If he, you ever put him towards the end of a lineup. Yeah. All of his jokes are going to be about the dumb shit that happened that night. Yeah. Like, he's going to have a joke about everything. He he literally had a joke about, like, four or five people before he even started stuff that he wanted to say. Yeah. Like, and he's so good about that, that, like, just, like, retaining what's going on and then just fucking spewing it back out. Yeah. And then, like, that's the other thing, too, right? Like, he... Who else is doing the... Are you, are you doing the, the double... Uh, no. Doubles roast? But I saw that. I feel like that's... I, I don't know too much about the other guys, but I feel like Trip and Eister, <laughs> or not Trip, it's uh, Jared and Eister, right? Yeah, it's so unfucking fair, dude, because Jared writes like a motherfucker, too. He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's why I think he'd be a good, like, roaster against, like, Trip, because I kind of want to see, like, how that would go for him. Yeah. But... At the same time, Eister and Jared is just a that's a strong combination, bro. Dude, like, give me guys. Give me thirty minutes of jokes between Ostrom and Trip Stilnecki. Like just give me those two talking shit back and forth all day. Cause yeah. those two are fucking hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, bro. I think that'd be a good roast battle to see, but who knows? We'll see. I'm always interested when the lineup comes out because like Me too. as soon as you say yes you're like fuck who's he gonna put yeah against? it's it's a it's a fucking crapshoot you're just like who's it gonna be who's it gonna be and it's like yeah the the last one we like they said trip i was like mother fucker i was like bro yeah. that is such a scary lineup for me right. so there's always i think for me i've been lucking out because uh zephaniah was my first time yeah. And then Nathan Todd was the second. Yeah. Like a fucking virgin out here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shouldn't say like he was my first. He was the first person I roasted. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's like, so he was my first. Right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> pop my cherry. Yeah, oh, but dude. no. So he was the first time and uh, Nathan Todd was the second. So I think that's why like they, they're they like being smart about who they pick and choose. They're like, yeah. nah, put those really funny guys against yeah. each other. Like that's why when I saw it was you and Trip, I was like, that's going to be good stuff. Because you still dude. had good... Bro, you had punches. You had great jokes. It was fucking wild because, like, I had nothing on Trip. Like, he worked for the governor, right? <laughs> like, that's that's all I had. And I'm like, <laughs> how many people am I really going to relate to on that? Yeah. And it was like, fuck, okay. Like, all I thought was, like, I have to just go completely appearance. And yeah. I was like, I don't I don't know what else to do. And it worked for me, but I was like, that. I mean, that's a, that's a tough way to go about it. No, and I think that's what's so tough, too, is, like, when you get somebody who you don't really know anything about them yeah. outside of comedy, yeah, you're just like, what am I even going to talk about? Yeah, like, what am I going to say that's going to be funny about you? But like at the same time, and I, I've told a lot of people this is like, it's so tough when you try to incorporate too much of their backstory, right? Like, Trip is the best at it. He takes a, a small part of who you are, and then throws in the joke, but he's not giving a huge backstory. He's not telling you like. Oh, you know, he went to Farmington High and, you know, at Farmington High in, in New Mexico. Yeah, I know it's part of New Mexico. He he's not doing that. Yeah. He's like, Tierney wrestled. And then that's like the premise of the joke. That's it. Like, he didn't he didn't say shit about me that was like so deep into my history. He just made a joke about a small premise. Yeah. And it's like the, the crowd is going to lose interest otherwise. Oh, yeah. Facts. I, I feel like people do that, though. Like, they have such a long premise to the joke or the punchline so long. And it's like. It ruins the joke. 
Well, I think that's what happened. And love her as a comedian, but in the roast battle, I was like, eh, maybe like work on it again. But Isabel Madley, she's mm. I think she's funny. She tells great jokes, especially like about like political topics. She's yeah. always good on those. Yeah. But she was doing a roast against Eister, and her joke was so long. Yeah. I think everybody just kind of like was like, out. oh shit, that was the punchline. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it took a second for people to catch on, and then. Like basically that like roast, I thought it was kind of weird. It turned into a back and forth about like her, like having sex with Trip. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what like is that, that one's so that one was so weird because like they found out like 15 minutes before, right, that they were going against each other. Yeah, I'm like, that had to been fucking tough, dude. Oh, the, yeah. the tournaments too, like where they like they find out who they're going against based off like beating this person. Okay, now you have 10 minutes to figure out some shits, like. Yeah bro that's that's so incredibly tough so like i get i i commend her on that for sure because it's like i like i know i'm going against rusty and it's like you know i i've had like a month and i still have at least another week or a little less than a week to write about him and like that's tough doing it like day of tough doing it 15 minutes before it's like fuck like how do you even i don't even know how you would do that honestly yeah yeah, it's got to be tough. Cause, and you know what's so crazy? I had heard something like that. Like, they put their battle together last minute. Yeah. But for that being a last-minute battle, they both still got good laughs. Yeah, yeah, you know they I mean? laughed. Yeah. But like I said, it was just Isabel's joke was just so long at one point. Everybody kind of got, like, thrown off. They're like, "What? wait, what's she talking about? Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. That's why I told Zach. I had Zach on the, on the podcast, and I told him, I was like, the way I look at it is, like, fuse versus, like, the firework. Yeah. Like, is your fuse too long and the pop not big enough? It's like you got to have the fuse just long enough to where the pop is like worth it. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't been doing this very long, but it's like you get like if you can find that rhythm, people think you're good regardless. Yeah. You know, definitely. Which is fun. Yeah. That's very, very true. Yeah. It's all about. I think that's what's so interesting too about comedians is like they all get a different rhythm. A hundred percent. Nobody's ever telling the jokes the same as the last guy. No. That's why I feel. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people who like. I feel they, like, bite a little bit from, like, professionals maybe. Sure. But that's natural when you're in a profession, you know? You're going to yeah. look to who's doing it well. Well, it's like it's like anybody, right? Like, so you see quarterbacks, right? Like, some kid might emulate his game off of, like, Joe Burrow. Some guys might emulate the name of, like, Cam Newton. It's exactly. Like they, people. Did you throw out Cam Newton because there's a black guy? I was thinking that or Michael Vick or, like, just any black guy. <laughs> it's like, Appreciate the quality. Right, you know right. I mean? it's like, Thanks for but the Cam was, like, so boisterous. I was like, I fucking have to. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I did the most tame white dude. I had to do the most obnoxious black guy. No, uh, it's like, <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, who do I do? I was like, ah, Michael Vick was still kind of quiet. I'm like, ah, you know, the whole dog thing. That dude, that's, oh, that was the first joke I ever told at Roast Battle. Was I told, I went against uh, that guy, Prophecy, which he's he's been like, he did like a set at Revel once. And then he came, he came in from Phoenix. And um, I was like, which, like, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, he has a look of, like, Michael Vick. <laughs> and so I I just said, I was like, bro, you look like Michael Vick if he gave up on uh, football to focus on dog abuse. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good one. <laughs> I was like, and that was, like, the first joke I said about him. And, like, they all got progressively worse. But, <laughs> dude, fucking A. No, like, but that's the thing, though. Like, you're right. Like, professionals, like, that's the reason you get into this. Because you see yeah. someone and you're like oh, I think I can do that, and I like the way this person does it, right? Like, yeah. that's what makes you want to do it in the first place. Yeah, 
Who who do you know that like or like who was it for you? It was like okay, I want to try comedy because this person was so good. Or like, do you remember the first comedian? So when I like growing up, I used to watch just, and it's weird. I actually talked to uh, a couple people. I talked to Mark J and Ian about this all the time because mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. I never noticed it until I started talking more to other comedians, but. For me, it's just all these different black comedians that I can just rip off names for, right? Sure. But then for them, it's like all these white comedians they can rip off names for. And I thought it was so crazy because even then, like, you're literally, like, talking to them and they toss out somebody, like, they'll say, like, Bill Burr. Really? To this day, never seen one of his sets. Really? Not a one. Okay. So it's... Both of those statements were shocking to me. (laughs) Bro, right? So it's just crazy. They'll, like, toss out, like, Bill Burr's name about something and I'm just like... Who? Yeah. And like I had to find out like he's a comedian. And that happens all the time. Like for example, uh when I when I got to open and like host a little bit for Theo Vaughn, everybody was like, Oh shit. Yo, Theo Vaughn. Time out, time out, time out. You were actually on stage before Theo Vaughn? Yeah. Bro, I did not know that. I was supposed to go. That's a long backstory. <laughs> you you opened for Theo Vaughn? Yeah, so I got a What uh, the fuck? <laughs> you know do you know Ari Menace? He's a comedian out of California. I don't recognize the name, but he was uh he was the featured act on the show with them. Okay. So when they were coming this way, they needed to find a New Mexico comedian. Okay. I don't know who he nec- I don't know how my yeah. name got brought up exactly. Yeah. I have an idea to this day. I still think I know exactly how it happened, but I'm not positive on it. Sure. He said he just asked. Somebody said AJ Matthews in Albuquerque. Bro. He hits me up on Instagram. He's like, "Do you want to host and open this show?" And as soon as he said that, I was like, this is a fucking... This, this is a joke. I, ain't I was like, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not serious. So this, I It's even, a weird prank, man. Bro, he has like the little blue check. I was like, that's probably fake. <laughs> like, I was just like, bro. <laughs> you're like looking at it like, is that a seven? He's like, what? what is it? Like, yeah, because he, uh, he sent me a link to Theo Vaughn's show. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not clicking that fucking link. Yeah. It's going to be. I'm not clicking that bro, link, Bro, have you man. seen the link where it's like that big black dude? It's like, he's just a massive <laughs> hog. It's like, that's exactly what that shit's going to be. Exactly, bro. Like- so I was like, I'm not clicking that link. So I was, so it took me maybe like 10 minutes to really think on it. But I was telling myself, if I don't say yes. And so much worse, real, right? Yeah. It's like you like, click on that, you get a virus, you buy a new phone. Yeah. Like that's the worst. Like, oh, fuck it. They got my Instagram. But if I say no and it turns out to be real. And then somebody else I know opens up, oh. and it could have been me. I was I'd be hurt, you know what yeah. I mean? It it hurt. Yeah. So I said yes after about ten minutes, and he was like, "Bet," and I was like, "Okay, what all do I need to know?" He's like, "Everything you need to know is in the link," and that's when it was still a little sketchy for me. I was like, "I'm not gonna click this link yet." Yeah, yeah. I was about to say you're already like, "Fuck this link." Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no," but click the link. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, "I'm not clicking that damn link." <laughs> So instead, what I did, bro, is I looked up. I was like, is Theo Vaughn even coming to Albuquerque? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was. He was coming to the Kiva. I looked at everything. I was like, all right, bet. Am I actually going to be able to get backstage for this show? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so then finally, I click on the link, and it does take me to the actual page. And I was like, all right, so this guy's telling the truth. A few days later, he sends me his number. He's like, if you have any issues, give me a call, shoot me a text. Yeah. And I was like, easy. I had no issues. I was like, bro, trust me, I'm gonna be there. You know what I mean? I was like, right. Kiva Auditorium. I'm doing time. I'm gonna meet the janitor when he opens, right? Bro, when I say I was there and they're like looking at me like you're here already. <laughs> they're like they were I'd be the same way, bro. I'd be the exact same way. Like they led me to the green room and they were like, oh, all right, you're already here. Cool. Uh, hang out, man. We got food on the way. Like, cause like nothing's not even set up yet. Like there's they yeah. they just got there. You yeah. know what I mean? So I was like, no, dude, I was I'm gonna be on time. I'm gonna right. be here for this. Yeah. 
So got there and sure enough, bro, they also had Kurt Fletcher on there. Yeah, I saw so, I saw that. I didn't know you were on that show, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. dude. So they gave me uh the opening like five minutes, like just quick, and it was honestly like cold open, bro. <laughs> like yeah. But I went out there and there's already people starting to fill in the seats, so that was nice. And then you see people walking in during your set, so like it's nice. It's a comforting feeling when you see people walking in yeah. and they're laughing at your jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? As they're walking in, so that was nice. And like I just I gave it my all in that set. I talked to a few people afterwards. They said I looked stiff, but then that's when I thought like, eh, but that's how I look on smaller stages too. Sure. I don't sure. move a lot. You know what I mean? I yeah. just talk to you. Are you talking to people that like have seen you before? Yeah. Or just, okay. Yeah. So like when they said I looked a little nervous, I was like, at first I was like, yeah, I could see that, but then I thought I was like, it wasn't so much as nerves. It was just me getting comfortable. Yeah. Because I noticed if I'm not comfortable, I'm pacing. I'm a pacer. Uh, okay. Bro. If I feel like I'm. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah, back yeah. and forth the whole time. But once I stand still, that's when you know I'm in a zone. Like, I gotta I'm tell you, I don't good. know that I've ever seen you pace. Now that I think of it, it only ha- it's only happened so many times, bro. And typically, I do it on like stages where it's like a crowd, like a show that I feel is very important for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for example, uh, was it Steph Darnell? He mm-hmm. headlined Revel back in January. Okay. And he asked me to be one of his acts to yeah. open for him. So I was like, hell yeah, bro. And Steph, since I've been doing comedy, ever since I met him, at least as a comedian, he's been willing to give me advice. Yeah. So I was very hyped that he asked me to be on the show because I was like, the way I saw it, I was like looking up to your OG almost. You know what sure. I mean? Your big brother. Like, yeah. he wants you to do a show with him. I was like, yeah, man, I'm there. And what got me so nervous was the fact that I was like telling myself, like, dude, I cannot fuck this show up for Steph. That's the worst. That's the <laughs> and worst. so, oh. bro, so, like, I got off stage, and I got laughs. For a 10-minute opener, I got some good laughs. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Because it was Jake Otero, me, and then uh, two guys from El Paso, Anthony Austin Brown and Otis Hicks, and then okay. Steph. Yeah. I got some laughs. Everybody said I did a good job. But at the same time, I was on my own. Like, I was in my own head, and I told myself I could have been better. Yeah. And even Steph was like, no, nah, you did exactly what you were supposed to do, man. I was like, yeah, but it could have been better. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know? it's so wild to me that, like, the you know the first open mic I went to and I like saw Steph and I'm like all right like you like there's people that you know when you go to an open mic for the first time or or wherever right You're like okay that dude's fucking good like he's not like a first time or whatever and you like build up some of those people right like you said like the OG and you just like you build up some of these people to be like larger than life Steph is fucking cool man like yeah. I've talked to him a couple times after mics and stuff super awesome very kind like and again it goes back to like you know sarah kennedy it's like just fucking everyone's nice they want the scene to grow like that's such a cool feeling because and i feel like we're blessed to be a part of that because i I don't know that every scene is like that well have they ever told you stories about how it was before i've heard rumblings and i've listened to like some podcasts but i've never I've never like dove into that or like I, i don't know anything about it yeah so so far almost everybody that I st- that I talked to now has pretty much confirmed it that before it was much harder to get booked for shows in Albuquerque. Yeah, and it was mostly because the people that were doing the bookings were putting themselves and their friends on the show first. Yeah, and then going from there. So like, if they didn't like you or they just didn't really talk to you, you might not get booked for that show. There's like gatekeeping the whole thing. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was tough like that. So I guess around the time that comedy club shut down, is where the everything started to shift you know what i mean like people started to uh like be more open i guess people started welcoming people in uh you start to see people like steph black mike sarah kennedy uh 
who else? Just all the Zachabeta. Yeah, Zachabeta, yeah. Josh, like all these guys are starting to come through. And now they're the guys in the scene who are running it. And what a lot of times I hear is like they just tell you like we just hated that feeling and like they pretty much tell us like everybody who starts out now, they don't ever want you to feel like you can't be a part of this scene. Yeah. You know? And I think that's so dope because ever since day one, like when I, like I said, Roe put me onto an open mic and he was like immediately like, yeah, bro, we're getting you time. Like, yeah, sign you up. And what's so crazy is like he didn't he wasn't a dick. You know, like when somebody like comes to you and they're like, hey, I want to try like to do some comedy. Yeah. You're like, are you even really funny? You know what yeah. I mean? That's what a lot of people like think. Yeah. Royal was just like, all right, I got you. I know exactly where to put you. And he put me like maybe like eighth or ninth on the list. Yeah. So I wasn't first. So I got to kind of like watch as people like went through. I got to see some people bomb, some people like succeed. Yeah. But by the time it got to me, it was to that point where I was like, all right, well, I mean, I feel yeah. ready to do this now. Yeah. You know? So like, I thought that was dope. Like he didn't even like force me to be like the, like a cold opener or something, you know? Yeah, he was yeah. like, no, I'm going to give you a chance to really like yeah. go up there and tell some jokes. So it's dope to see, man, because comedy in Albuquerque is growing so fast. It is tremendously. Yeah. Did you uh, do you get a speech from Royal like when you first started? Yes. The same speech everybody gets. All right. So you got five minutes. <laughs> Dude, he looked at me and I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't try this. Because he was like, all right, bro, you don't know. Like, and it wasn't like a, like, hey, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. It was more like, hey, okay. And he told me he's like no racism, no homophobia. He's like no, uh, you know, oh, transphobia. He gave that speech. Yeah, he what? told me all of that, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, and I, and I knew I was like, I had some like raunchy stuff, but it was like it was nothing hateful. It was yeah. all you know whatever. And like, I watched like the first three acts, and I was like, I'm fine. But like yeah. when he told me that, I was like, I think we're okay. He's like, if you think it's gonna be fucked up, don't do it. And I'm like. Okay, that's fair. He gave me that. He did give me that speech too. That was before. So he gave me the five minute speech right before I went on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he gave me that speech too. He was like, "Look, man, like," and he told me he was like, "You're black, so you can say nigga. That's fine." He didn't care if I used the N word. Sure. He said the main thing was like, "Don't just flat out target another race though, or yeah. like make those really weird and appropriate jokes to women. You know, like don't yeah. do, don't be that guy." Yeah, yeah. He said basically. misogynistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he gave me that speech like when I first met him before I even like like went up to do any time or before he even set up a lineup or anything. He just told yeah. me all that stuff. And that's why I think it was so crazy. Cause when he told me, I was just thinking like, do people really try and get away with like racism at an open mic? And yeah. slightly. Yeah. So, and this is why I've, to this day, bro, no matter what, I feel like I'll just always focus that based off of this one experience I had with them. Founders night. We're downstairs. I go up. I tell some jokes after me. This guy dressed real bummy. He's got on like a dingy t-shirt. He's got like holes. He got on like baggy sure. sweats with like paint stains. He yeah. got on like sandals with no socks. You know what I mean? Like toes out. Like just looks real bummy. Goes up on there and it's me, a few of my uh, coworkers and we're all hanging out because they used to come support me doing my comedy after work, right? Sure. And he just starts ripping the N-word on the mic, bro. Mm. And so Royal was nice enough to let him finish his, his joke. He wasn't even telling a joke. He was telling a story. Yeah. And it wasn't even a joke. He was just talking about his day. Yeah. And he's just ripping it. He said it at least like probably like 10 times, bro. Damn. Just going. Yeah. And so I look. So again, coming from Illinois, like, like you just pretty much ask people like, hey, should I just punch this dude in the face real quick? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, should I just like knock him out or something? Like, I mean, fuck it. We should just fight him. Yeah. So I looked at my coworker and I asked her because I'm thinking like I'm with my coworkers. I was like, I should just punch him in the face. She was like, nah. 
wait a second. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. And then so we're sitting there and we're watching. He finishes his set. Rose like, hey, man, we're going to have a conversation about using the N-word on this microphone and how it's not okay for you to use it. Yeah. So the dude's like, what? Like, why Why can't I say it? You know what I mean? Like, try and be one of those yeah. guys, whatever. Yeah. And Rose like, I'm going to tell you why you can't say it. So Royal announces the next comedian. It just so happens the next comedian is Zach Abeda. Or actually, yeah. no, the next comedian was, what was it? There used to be this guy. He was a really funny guy. Yeah. He, uh, pretty much all his sets used to just be ripping on whoever bombed that night. Yeah. Like, he would rip them apart. I forgot his name, but he was a pretty funny guy. He was cool. He does his set. Royal had his talk with him. Royal goes up and announces Zach next. Zach Abeda gets on the mic, and his whole five minutes, pretty much, was roasting this guy to the point where he wants to leave. Damn. Bro, ate him alive. Like, and he's not even talking about the fact that he used the N-word. He's like, bro, why'd you come in here so fucking bummy? Like, talking about his outfit, like, talking shit to this guy. Yeah. And... Like, he's like, bro, AJ, AJ's only been doing this for, AJ, what is this, like your third mic with us? He's like, look at AJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause, and and you're just like this, fucking <laughs> shirt tie, fucking bro, so, dressed to the nine. So, and then, like, he straight up said, he's like, he's like, I'm mad that you used the N-word. I feel even more disrespected that you thought you could get away with it dressed like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yo. <laughs> like, Dude. and ever since then, he was just like, uh... Like, one of those guys, I was like, Zach's a funny-ass dude. And, like, the fact that he just took that time to, like, say, I'm not even going to tell my jokes. I'm just going to rip this asshole. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, that's so insane that, like, people – like, like here's the thing. I, I'm i a firm believer that you can say whatever you want if you're funny. Yeah. If a you're lot, funny. I was about to say, and a lot of the time, if you're someone who's not black using the N-word, it's not funny. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a killer job. I was about to say, it, and you got to write that to where it's funny as fuck to where everyone forgot you said it, right? Dude. Jess Wood on Tuesday, just using the word nickel instead, <laughs> I laughed hard as fuck. I was like, God damn, like that's a good Bro, a great substitute too. I was just like, that made me laugh. Because I told her and she yeah. got upstairs, I was like, that made me laugh too hard when we said nickel. Yeah. I was like, come on, my nickel. I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, as I was about to say, it leads you to it, right? But it's like, Again, it's like that's a well-written joke. Yeah. It's like again, I think you can make a joke about pretty much anything. But if you're going to uh, like raise the stakes, you have got to make sure it's fucking funny. It's got to be funny. And I think yeah. what messed it up a lot for for using the N-word on open mics and like just in comedy, what made a lot of people feel comfortable doing was it Louis CK? Yeah. Louis CK is hilarious. Yeah. That's a funny guy. His joke was funny. Yeah. That crowd ate it up. Yeah. He did what he was supposed to do as a comedian. He made him laugh. And even though, don't get me wrong, I, I tell people all the time, I don't really care if you say it, just don't use it with me. You know what I sure. mean? It's not my word. Like, yeah. it's not for me. You know what sure. I mean? Like, I hate, I'd hate to be called it, basically. Yeah. Like, so when he did that joke, I was like, dang, he shouldn't be saying the N-word. But listening to the laughs, I was like, bro, he just killed that crowd, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, and that's what... That's what it's supposed to be. Like, if you're going to try and say the N-word, you better be, bi- like, you better be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you better make them laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It, it's got to be so much. Again, it's a, it's that point of, like, you got to make people borderline forget that he used it. Yeah. Like, and, and that's a pretty strong word. Yeah. 
so to, it's tough to forget. Yeah, I was about to say, and, it, and it's one of those things that's like, especially, like, that dude did it in a special. Yeah. And I want to know how many times that joke bombed or, like, how many times, like... Somebody's, it, like, yelled at him from the crowd. Like, yeah, or it, 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 there's so many ways that could have gone wrong, right? Yeah. But it's like, okay, he did it, and it worked. But, like, it, it's, it's a tough situation, too, right? Like, we were just talking about, like, we have those idols or we have those people that made us want to do comedy. How many of those guys watch that and they're like, Oh, I, I get to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's what's so messed up is like, <clears throat> if you have idols and like these people you look up to, they're telling jokes and you want to be like them. Cool. Be like them, but study more than just the fact that they said the N word. Right. Study their, like the way they sold it, the premise. Yeah. The way he led up to it. You know what I mean? Cause it takes a lot to, cause once you drop it, that's when the needle scratches, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, as soon as it comes out, like, there's no taking it back. And if it's not funny, you can't make people laugh with whatever it is you say that follows up. Yeah. Immediately, your show's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it kills it. It kills the vibe. It kills the entire room. Everybody's looking at you like you're a piece of shit now. And no comedian wants wants that. You know what nope. I mean? You, you want to be on the side of the crowd no matter what. Yeah. And if... if they look at like you got the shock value but that's like the other thing too is like i feel like some people they're like it's so much shock that they forget there's like it's got to be funny behind it yeah it's like he had a lot of shock but it was funny and it's like all right like he got away with it because he still made it funny yeah there's people that like it's all shock and no humor and you're like sorry man you don't get a pass yeah no facts and that's what i think that's what uh a lot of people forget is like Shock value can be funny, but shock value can also be so negative for your set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, that's why I try and stay. If I make a white joke, I'm not going to sit up here and call you a bunch of crackers. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, a bunch of crackers. Uh, Why'd you look at me when you said that, bro? It's like, I tried I'm the only person you know what's the room, so I tried to look away. I was like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Don't call him a cracker. Dude, I'm fucking, I'm brown, dude. I was raised by whites, though. It's not my fault. I was going to say but no, man, like, I just, like, even if I tell jokes about white people, I try and avoid, like, anything that's really a negative connotation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I just feel like it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I remember one time I, I used I used the hard R at an open mic. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hilarious because it worked. And this is why. Because of, one, the premise I have for the joke is about, like, when you're, like, dating a white woman and role play gets a little too, like, real. Oh, you know what I mean. Dude. And I was just like, they always want to play, like, slave and master's wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I told him, I was like, I was all for it until, like, I'm hitting it. And she's like, yeah, fuck me, you dirty nigger. And I'm, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> 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 and so when I look, people are, like, laughing, but they're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can, <laughs> I, can I laugh at like, this? Yeah. Like, and so uh, at Juno, the owner, Jason, he's right there at the corner. And this is like the first night that they had this mic. Yeah. And so I look at him. I was like, Jason, is it allowed? And he's like looking around. He's like, I'll allow it. I was like, yes, we yeah. got an open mic. And everybody <laughs> just loses it. And I was like, there you go, bro. It's all about how you like, yeah. like if you're going to go for shock value, you got to, you got to have your way out, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just bury yourself there. Nah, you can't. Dude, that's so fucking good, man. Agent, what else do you have going on here pretty soon? What, what you got what, so, date wise? july 15th headlining the guild if you're listening to this right now it's tonight you can listen to this and go oh i'm gonna go watch aj tonight facts the guild knob hill i will be headlining it'll be me josh fournier jess wood i was told jamar will be on there william wheeler jamar hall 
uh, William Wheeler, uh, Phil Romero. I was trying to get a couple more of my friends on there just because I really want this to be like a hilarious night. But I think with that lineup, man, it's going to be killer. So that's that's right. definitely don't miss hitters. that one. Yeah, like do heavy not miss hitters. that one. Cause, and that's what's so crazy is like I told myself like I'm headlining and I got Josh and Jess featuring. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And then in my head, I was like, but I'm a headliner. So that means I'm like I I just got to come with it, you know yep. what I mean? That's all it means. So 100%. So very excited for that. We're going to be doing that at the Guild. Uh July 16th, this Saturday, I will be opening for Akeem Woods uh at Dry Heat. Funny guy. If you if you look up his stand up, this dude's funny. Uh he's very he talks about all kinds of topics. So hilarious guy. Definitely come check that show out. Saturday night 7:30. We're going to be going crazy. And then I will be at the Roast Battles July 20th. Hell yeah. Uh, going against Chuck Parker. You're going down, Chuck. <laughs> going down. Fuck you and your Jesus beard, all right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm going to be going against Chuck Parker. There's going to be the first ever two-on-two Roast Battle. That's going to be at Revel July 20th. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. Definitely get there early for a good seat because it always packs out in that venue. It always packs out. Uh, I got some more stuff coming up. I'm doing... So right now, when I'm really trying to get off the ground, I want to start doing my own show. Well, at least helping produce my own show. Hosting, being on it, whatever that entails, finding sure. the talent. We do that at Red Gorilla. It's called the, called the Dope Comedy Jam. We always do it once a month. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Follow me on Instagram. You'll definitely always see the flyers. You also have a podcast right now, right? Yeah, Po Folks. And it's crazy because I told you we have a podcast. What we're Basically, what we're doing is recording the episodes, and we want to release it almost like all at once. So that okay. way we don't feel the pressure to try and like keep up. Knock with them recording. all out at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead, we're trying to get about a solid 10 to like 15 built up where we're just like, yo, these are good, ready to go, send them out. And then that way, when we upload new things, it's like, well, I haven't even gotten through like the first 15 yet. Yeah. And we have kind of time Stockpile to keep, some. And- yeah, to kind of keep going from there. So that's what we're doing now. Shout out to my boy, Mark J, my boy, Ian Ty Jamerson. They uh, helped me with the Po Folks podcast. We are co-hosting on it. They also helped me produce, host, and perform for the Dope Comedy Jam at Red Gorilla. Those dudes have honestly been a blessing to me this past month just because like it's nice when you find those friends in the comedy scene who also want to push you to be better. 100%. And you guys can push each other. Yeah. Because Mark J and Ian, they're both funny as hell to me, honestly. They, like, Mark J, the other, you were there that night, bro. Yeah, dude. He, <laughs> fucking. He's fucking hilarious, man. He's like, so good, dude. Yeah, he's he look, hilarious. He looks so relaxed on the mic. He's fucking good. Dude, yeah. And Ian, like, same thing, man. He always just cracks me up. He's got one joke, bro. I can't wait till he actually, I think that, I feel like he should, there's a joke he does about an old woman in church, and I don't want to say it because it's his joke. Yeah, but yeah. it it makes people laugh every time, and I think it's just a, such a great joke for him to use on like anywhere. And, like I wish yep. he would say it everywhere, honestly, half yeah. the time. Like every time I see, it, I'm like, bro, tell that joke. I would Please. laugh so hard right Please. now. Please. So, shout out to those guys, man, definitely. But yeah, we do got a podcast coming soon, so be on the lookout for that. We'll be dropping it wherever wherever we can, honestly, yeah, <laughs> wherever 100%. it works out. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. That's good shit, man. AJ, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Yo, this thank is, you for having me, bro. This, this is a ton of fun. Yeah, this, this is, is good dope. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, always, I always see your podcast, and I'm like, man, that, it looks like so much fun on there. Dude, <laughs> I, I'm glad you had fun, man. That That's like, ultimately, I'm like, if people come on, it doesn't feel like we've been here that long. We have some drinks. We just shoot the shit. Yeah, talk that's, some shit. That's my favorite, man. Yeah, so man. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Uh, guys, this is not, uh, it's been another episode of Escaping Tyranny. Remember, uh, don't drink and drive. Mix in the water. Go down to your partner and the earth is flat. Cheers.
you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway. I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.